Welcome to the Warning Track Power Hour. I'm Andrew Scaff. He's Mike Lerman. Today we'll be talking about a little bit about the Kansas City Royals, but not too much. Uh, we're obviously going to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs and Taylor Swift's visit to Kansas City. Uh, everyone, everyone's talking about it, so we have to as well. Uh, and we'll get to our like week four predictions and picks, uh, but we'll start today with NFL's week three most interesting stories from this week. Mike, were you more intrigued by the blowouts by Kansas City and Miami against Chicago, Denver? Uh, the upsets by Arizona and, and um, Indy over Dallas and Baltimore, or the upset blowout by Houston over Jacksonville. What what of those categories did you find most interesting from this last? Week? Well, I was watching the Chiefs game, so I guess I find that the most interesting that they played well and they and and they escaped relatively unscathed. It turns out it, was, it looked like um, Mahomes was going maybe to be hurt. And really, that only happened because uh, the ref, the the referees were picking on Juwan Taylor, mm-hmm. uh, calling him this time. Like you know, they called him for a couple of penalties. The one with the second one where they called him, I, I think they did, did, did uh, the Bears declined the first one, uh, but the second one that, that they, it was accepted was the long pass to a wide open Marcus Valdez Scantling for a big touchdown right mm-hmm. before the half, and like he wasn't lined up improperly there it was just because well he's Juwan taylor he must be lined up improperly so we're gonna throw a flag yeah. and like we only we only throw the flags now because he plays on the chiefs we didn't care when he played for jacksonville, jacksonville and did the exact yeah. same thing and everybody else does the same thing but now they sort of are flagging taylor they're gonna flag taylor a lot but really not paying attention to the other tackle like i i, I noticed last year like the tackles were moving early and they were backed up more yeah um it probably has been kind of gradual over the years but like if you watch that Pitts, watch the Philadelphia uh, game against the Buccaneers, Lane Johnson was doing the exact same thing, perhaps even more egregiously than um, and Taylor. And not flagged. And not flagged. So it's like it's just like because uh, the Sunday night football announcers said that Taylor was do, was cheating, basically that everybody is focusing on him. That's kind of what Andy Reid and uh, uh, Mahomes yeah. said. Also, you know, what else are they going to say? I guess, but it was. So I anyway back to the you know interesting yeah. game. Um, I guess it was the Chiefs. I don't know because I was watching the Chiefs game, but I did. I was surprised at very. I was very much surprised that Baltimore. I I would say I was more surprised that Baltimore and Houston won than I was that Arizona. Indy, Indian Houston. Yeah, India Indianapolis and Houston won than I was that because at least uh, Arizona was at home. And I thought the Cowboys were a bit overrated because they were yeah. really scoring a lot of, from the defense and you're not going to get turnovers every week. And I didn't expect the Colts to to go into Baltimore and win and the mm-hmm. Texans to go into Jacksonville and win so easily, So especially. So that was probably the most surprising to me. I don't think we, we thought um, Arizona was going to do anything all season, though. But like winning a game winning particularly that game seems surprising because it is the team that everybody was like, Oh, the Cowboys are amazing. They were maybe like number one. And some of the, like the poll, like the, uh, you know, power, power rankings, rankings yeah. uh, because they had won so dominantly in the first two weeks. And then just to get, you know, beaten by a team that everyone assumed was purposefully tanking. <laughs> and then I, I thought that was, 
maybe the most surprising of the upsets to me at least anyway okay. I, I mean dallas maybe had you know had some injury issue too like one of their top defensive players yeah uh, Achilles in the practice i guess of yeah, he's before not be in the game so that um you know didn't help their cause at least to me but i don't think that wasn't like the problem with the defense wasn't yeah. like that that particular position anyway so it's, the, i know. thought the cardinals played surprisingly well the first two yeah. weeks they they yeah. were at washington and they gave washington a very good game and mm. then they were uh home against the giants and it looked like they were going to win most of that game so like they could have easily probably bet 2-0 and coming in and so they lost you know two very close games and i think dallas probably was overconfident i think and just didn't play it well because I don't yeah I just don't know how good Dallas really is because it's right. we're in the NFC and yeah. they play two bad teams it looks like from New York uh, or at least caught the Giants probably on their worst day mm. and you know blew them out but they had like, two defensive touchdowns so like that's gonna swing whatever you know and you know the Giants didn't score it was rainy and stuff and like that was just like a it seems like when the Giants go downhill maybe they really go downhill. Uh, fortunately, I guess for them against the Cardinals uh, last week, two weeks ago now, um, they were able to write the ship at the end. But listen, but the Jets look terrible. And the Chiefs are playing, you know, two terrible teams back to back right now. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where uh, the Sunday night, you know, the the Sunday night football and the the primetime football, a lot of the games are going to feature like, you know, it's the Jets, the Broncos. The Bears and yeah. uh, Giants, you know these teams that people thought would would be good, but also maybe came from big markets, and mm-hmm. they've been really bad. So, um, but yeah, I thought, yeah, but I think to me the most surprising, maybe the most surprising win was was the Baltimore loss to old Baltimore, the Colts. So it was it was a, yes. a classic Baltimore matchup between right. the. Colts and the Ravens and there, there were some really odd plays in that game too like the Orlovsky-esque uh stepping out of the back of the end zone by uh, Gardner Minshew yeah like Gardner Minshew right and then but that actually like flipped the the actual like pos- you know position on the field because of that yeah allowed them to get the ball back uh to kick a field goal then ended up tying the game to send it to overtime I think if they if he didn't step out of the the back of the end zone, they probably would have lost the game, though. Don't don't you think? Based on Possibly, like, yeah, the way the way it turned out, and I guess it was also kind of interesting because it was a battle of field goal kickers at the end. And you mm-hmm. think, um, I mean, Justin Tucker, of course, is on the the Ravens, maybe the best kicker ever. And well, it looked like he was going to win it, but it was 61 yards, and it was just a little short. But, like, yeah. I, thought that was, I thought it was going to be good because it was, like, really high. I thought it was, like, oh, it's going to easily make it. But it was, like, yeah. uh, you know, three or four feet short. And then um, the kicker for the Colts is gay. He kicked, like, four 50-plus-yard field goals yeah. in that game. And uh, so, like, yeah. So I thought the Colts, the Colts being competitive is kind of interesting. But in some ways – maybe having Minshew as the quarterback makes them more competitive in the short term than uh, mm. Richardson would. So they're actually maybe a better team with Minshew. And this was a team last year that people thought was going to be a playoff team, but then they just collapsed. They did horribly. So yeah, maybe they, maybe they're, maybe they're a sleeping 
contender in the AFC South, which is because Jacksonville's not looked very good. No. They, I guess they did beat the Colts, but that was week one with Richardson. And it was barely that they beat them. And then the that was a close game. have looked just terrible. That Cleveland-Tennessee um, game, that was pretty awful. Not pretty. No. And it's always bad, too, when Deshaun Watson gets rolling because he's Deshaun Watson. And we don't like that. Success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the one player, I guess, that we really root against actively rather than just kind of cheering when they fail rather than uh, yeah. actively rooting against. Like, you know, I think we would cheer if, um, you know, a Ro- if Rodgers uh, did poorly, but we didn't like cheer his injury. No. I- I'm not sure if we would exactly mourn uh, an injury to Deshaun Watson. Like, you know, like if, if since Chubb got hurt, we should say, oh, gee, they, you know, they injured the wrong Brown uh, is, 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 <laughs> what uh, the Steelers did. Yeah. You, just, you only yeah. get so many lawsuits and still have respect on warning track power. Yeah. It's the, well, just, and just the idea that they signed him for all that money and <laughs> it was guaranteed. Yeah. Was like crazy stuff. Um, well, and, and I mean, they didn't just sign him for that. They traded a lot for him too, right? Because it was draft yeah. capital well, and, and yeah. then a lot of dollars on top of the draft capital that they gave up is, yeah, crazy. And they got rid of Baker Mayfield, who has had a decent season so far with uh, Buccaneers. He didn't do so well against the Eagles, but the Eagles are a pretty good team. And there was a little bit of bad luck, I think, uh, that the Buccaneers had uh, here and there. But it was, you know, you know, losing to the Eagles is, is you know, I, that's they're, they're probably still, even with, you know, they're one of the two best teams probably in the NFC, I think. Maybe you could say San Francisco uh, with a healthy Brock Purdy is looking really, really good as well. And any, are you? Still, has, uh, still hasn't lost the game he started in in the uh, regular season, I guess. Right? In the regular season, yeah. they have a lot. They certainly haven't lost the game that he's well that he's finished. He started and finished. They did lose the yeah. game that he finished because they lost badly to the Chiefs. Uh, and I, I, I don't think the 49ers are as good probably as people would think simply because mostly they play in the, in the, uh, in the NFC and they, well, they, you know, they played uh, Pittsburgh and looked really good against Pittsburgh in week one, but it's week one. Um, and also and, Pittsburgh, I can't figure Pittsburgh out very well either. They struggled against the Raiders and it's like, we'll talk about that. I'll link it a little bit. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But Pittsburgh hasn't looked that great. I don't think either. So I don't, I don't know that they're actually any good. So I don't know that that's actually a barometer of yeah, know, what 49ers are. Yeah, I don't know it's either. Yeah, it's hard to – yeah, it's still, still only three weeks. And, hmm. you know, after three weeks, I think last year, the I think the uh, the Bears were 2-1, and one, right? And then, then they lost – like it, well, they might have even been 3 – they might have been 3-1 or so at one point, but then, became, then they went 3-14. and 14. So it was, you know, yeah. these first – they talk about how important the first three weeks are, but really they aren't any more important than any other three-week stretch in the season. So, like, you know, it's good that, you know, Cincinnati got their win against uh, the Rams because now they're one and two. I think only two and a half percent of 0-3 teams make the playoffs. But that's really because usually bad teams go 0-3, not good teams. And if a good team goes 0-3, well, you think, oh, it's a blip and they're going to turn it around. So, yeah. Um, 
you know, are there any? What do you think the most surprise, surprising zero and three team? Ooh, is? so I, I think there are four zero and three threes. Who are um, Let's see. We've got uh, we have well, two that are facing each other this coming week. Yes, Vikings, the Bears, Broncos, Vikings and Broncos. Who else is that in the Bears? Oh, the Bears. Yeah, the the Bears and Broncos play this week, right? I believe that is right. Somebody yeah. has to win, right? Yes, Broncos. At I saw Bears. I saw something online that said uh, this game has been flexed. To uh, Wednesday at, at 3 a.m. <laughs> Making fun of the, uh, but no games will be flexed until week 12. So oh, and, and Vikings uh, at Panthers is a matchup of 0 and threes in the I same time those, slot. Are those are those the only four 0 and three? I think they might be. I think there are only three three and O's now, and there, there might be only four um, 0 and three. Yeah. So yeah, Vikings, Panthers, and Broncos, Bears. So there, there should only be two teams without wins after. Yeah, the, so the Broncos are the only zero and three team in the AFC. Hmm. And then the Vikings and Bears are both zero and three in the same division. Yeah. In the Panthers. So, do you have a? So which one of? I, I'd say it goes. Down, it's probably a toss up between two teams. I, I, don't, I think the Carol. I think Carolina is definitely not surprising that they're zero and three. Yeah. But, and maybe to some extent, I think Chicago being a little surprising. I think people, I think they, I think at least Bears fans expected yeah. this to be, you know, a transition from a bad season to what they hope is a playoff team in the coming years. Yeah, you thought they'd be at least around five hundred because we thought, oh, the Packers yeah. are down, um, and you know, it's still the NFC, and Without, I think you know, they field Fields was maybe a, you know a year older, maybe. A little mm-hmm, wiser exactly. from from the previous season, they got rid of Matt Nagy. They have DJ. Well. Yeah, well, Nagy's been gone a couple of years now, but yeah, uh, but I mean, now it's like everything that he's done is wiped it's out. It's all gone, right? Now. Yeah. Um, the 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 Eberfluss, which means the river, the Elba River uh, in uh, East Germany. We I looked it up uh, during the game. I was trying to think what does Eber mean in uh, mm. German. That's the river Elba. Uh, Oh. It's one of the board, like one of the uh, the borders, some border between East Germany and and uh, East Germany. It's an East German river, yeah, um, and mostly. But anyway, um, so I guess that's where his family is from. Maybe they, maybe uh, the the Bears fans want to send him back uh, to East Germany, given how poorly you know, he's a defensive minded coach. The defense has been bad. No. And the offense has been even worse. Uh, you know, under Matt Nagy, at least they made the playoffs a couple of times. That was with Mitch Trubisky as quarterback. Like, no. They were good. he was a coach of the year. Uh, you know, you know. I think the Chiefs were also maybe worried about Matt Nagy being. They haven't scored any points except, you know, they had a nice start, forty-one nothing. It could have been more with with without that uh, phantom, um, Jawan Taylor penalty. <laughs> nice. that, Almost became a you know huge you know call because it, it all because not only did it take points off the board but and turn a touchdown to a field goal but because it almost perhaps it seemed like for a second maybe cost uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, you know a few weeks or something like that because his heel his ankle whatever it was got rolled on and 
Yeah. You know, visions of that Jacksonville game where, you know, he came back and played, but had that been a regular season game, he probably would not have come back. Yeah. And he might not have even played in the next week or the next week uh, if it had been a regular season. So he might have set out three or four weeks and then we saw um, Blaine Gabbert come in. Are you, are you, so we'll, maybe we'll come back to the, uh, the 0 and 3 in a second. Are you confident that Gabbert can be a capable backup if Mahomes goes down? He threw two interceptions in limited action. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was kind of forcing a few passes, but maybe, you know, maybe that's like the, you know, what he needed to have happen where it wasn't really a threat to the game. So he could be a little yeah. skier. Um I would hope that if he, you know, was had to start a game that he wouldn't have made some of those attempts at least anyway. But uh, you know, I mean, if you're asking me if, if I think that Gabbert could take the Chiefs to the playoffs, if he had to take over like now, I would not be confident. Yeah, I wouldn't think so either. Uh, like two or three games, you might think, well, that's probably okay. Yeah. But any more than that. <clears throat> this is like what, you know, the Matt Moore, uh, Chad Henney kind of situation where you think, well, maybe a it's couple the same games thing. they can do okay. But I don't think we were ever worried that more like watching Moore and Henny play as backups coming in late or even starting, I don't think they ever threw like two interceptions in a row. Yeah. Like that. It was so this was so yeah, so I'm a little I was a little worried about about Gabbert and thought maybe Bouchel should have been kept as a yeah backup rather than Gabbert briefly, but nah. I think the Chiefs did not think that they were going to lose Bouchel uh, if they put him on the practice squad, but um, I guess he was irritated enough that he decided he'd rather be on the Bills practice squad than the Chiefs practice squad. Yeah, which is interesting to me. Yeah, I think he he kind of played himself out of the role though by. The last preseason. yeah he had some picks he had yeah he had some picks in the last preseason game but yeah. it seemed I don't know it seemed the, 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 we, as we talked about you know a few weeks ago the quarterback keeping situation seemed odd given the fact that well we thought the teams were going to keep three quarterbacks because now there was a rule that you could have three quarterbacks because yeah. you know, they all get hurt like a San Francisco rule but that's not what it, what ended up having um, we go back to the zero and three I I think. So we have, so it's maybe, would you say it's between the Broncos and the Vikings as the most surprising 0-3 team? I think of those, probably the Broncos would be the most surprising of that because I think the expectations were pretty high with, you know, a potentially Hall of Fame coach having taken over and bad-mouthing the previous coaching yeah. staff and, and uh you know, not and then and then you know performing worse than his predecessor than the you know the team has at least anyway, especially giving up seventy points. Yeah, this week, Mike, seventy. That's that's a lot of points. Yeah, I think maybe the way the the Broncos um, went zero and three is perhaps the most surprising because the Vikings went zero and three, but they you know they they lost three pretty close games. Mm. Kind of coin flip games. Um, they lost 2017 to the Buccaneers. They actually lost a fairly close game to the Eagles, 34 28, uh, which maybe wasn't quite as close as the score indicates, but mm. uh, was better. They did better at the Eagles this year than they did last year when they were a playoff team. You might remember mm. that uh, 
uh, collapse on Monday night early in the season that uh, Cousins had. He liked, you know, all those interceptions. Yeah. Uh, and just was, was terrible primetime Kirk Cousins. And then they lost this uh, kind of back and forth game to the Chargers, which the Chargers almost blew by like kind of going for it in their deep in their own territory and then not making it. And then fortunately there was an interception at the end. You know, so, you know, we talked about maybe bad coaching decisions. We'll talk about the one the Raiders uh, have, but um, Brandon Staley is not always the best decision maker either. And he almost cost, almost cost, it would have been the Chargers going 0-3 rather than Mm -hmm. the Vikings. And I think if the Chargers had been 0-3, that definitely would have been our most surprising. Yeah, for sure. Although Chargers, you know, are always, you know, suspect. Although, although the Chargers did win, they won, but they also lost uh, Mike Williams for the season. The Chargers in their in their victory, yes, yeah. famously are very injury prone at the wide receiver position. It seems like because Keenan Allen gets hurt every year, mm-hmm. Mike Williams gets hurt every year, and and usually it's like, oh, it's a week to week thing. You know, maybe they're gone two or three weeks, but this time. Williams is out for the series season with a torn ACL, so maybe. And, well, even at the running back position too, they've had issues because yeah, Eckler's been hurt. Eckler yeah, the last two weeks, and and he missed parts of last season too with you know with injuries also. I mean, yeah, so they seem to just be kind of an injury plagued team the last yeah. several years. So that's yeah, somehow Herbert has gotten he even though he's been hurt, he has escaped relatively unscathed, but. Mm. A lot of his teammates were played through had, injuries, even. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, you know, Joey Bosa has been injured a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems like Nick Bosa has been injured a lot too. Like the Bosa, both the Bosas, when they're healthy, are very, very good. But they're also they're they're, they're banged up a lot. Derwin mm. uh, James has been hurt a lot. It seems like as well. So like some of their star players have have missed a lot of time recently, and you know that could make a difference when it comes to the division, and and, and somehow. Uh, it seems kind of unlikely that the Chiefs are alone in first place right now, even though they lost that crazy game to Detroit mm-hmm. and they're two and one and and everybody else is either one and two or oh and three. Yeah. Did yeah. you expect the Chiefs after that opening loss? Uh, did you expect the Chiefs to be in sole possession of first place after three weeks? Just just two games later? No. Yeah. I not that fast, yeah. I mean, you'd, I'd expect them to take over eventually, but maybe not that quickly. Yeah. I, yeah, I would have that the, the 0-3s, though, the Minnesota, I would be less surprised by them being 0-3 because they won so many, like, coin flip, one-possession yeah. games last year. It seems like your luck has to run out eventually at some point, and it seems like it's just, it's you know, it's out this year. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately for them. They're in the same sort of situation where they're they're. they're playing one score games but they're losing them all right now so that's i just i find that a little less surprising knowing what they did last year this seems like you know return a reversion to the mean in some ways yeah i think kirk cousins is on pace this year for six thousand yards passing 51 or more touchdowns uh this year and they're and also on pace for an 0 and 17 season so somehow that you would think he, he's played pretty well in the, in the no. offenses they just haven't the defense hasn't done that great and they just have lost uh these close games they've played some good they played what turns out to be fairly good teams i guess mm-hmm. tampa bay was probably the, we at least going in we thought they'd be the worst of those three but mm-hmm. uh, the chart they, you know, they played pretty well yeah they played yeah but uh yeah they beat the you know they 
they lost to the Eagles, which I'm sure assumed that they would. And they and people, a lot of people thought probably they probably lose to the Chargers too at home. So they even maybe best case scenario, you or or at least realistic scenario anyway, would have been just them going one and two. Mm. You know, they have three, so um, it's a yeah, maybe it's not that surprising. But given, I think given the fact that they did so well last year, you think oh they're zero and three now. They were a playoff team. They won thirteen games last year. And now they're 0-3. So but a lot of it's matchups and a lot of it, you know, first few weeks, you don't know what you're doing. It seems like yeah. especially with preseason being shorter and maybe teams not taking it quite as seriously, except maybe to determine where, you know, the roster cuts and the backups and things like that. So, you know, I think famously uh the Bill Belichick used to treat sometimes the first month of the season kind of as a trying out period. And then you were, and this Patriots were often, you know, two and two or, you know, yeah. one and three after the first four weeks, but then they would win, you know, 11, 12 games and be fine. So. I mean, before we jump into the chiefs game, more detail, why don't we chat about the Steelers Raiders matchup <laughs> and, and decision-making in that, in that game. What yeah? What, what did you make of the Raiders not going for it on fourth down inside the ten yard line? I, down eight, much, late in the game. Yeah, there's like less than two minutes left, right? Or or something around, around two minute warning. Yeah, two minute warning. Yeah, and like they were down by eight points, and you know, so of course they score a touchdown, get the two point conversion, they tie. Um, and if they score a touchdown and don't get it, well, they can still hope for a field goal at the end. So I guess the idea was, well, maybe we'll go do an onside kick and we'll make the field goal and we'll still think It was uh, just outside the two-minute warning, 2.22 to go when they kick the field goal. Yeah, I I don't understand that because you're, even if you miss it, you've got the Steelers pinned pretty far back. Hmm. And it's still a one possession game, and and it's not like the Steelers were scoring a ton of points and moving the ball at will or something like that. So it seemed like the Raiders' defense was pretty good. So yeah, I was surprised that well, you, we kick it and we still make it. We need a touchdown to win, and yeah, you still need a touchdown. Like you yeah. know, it's not like you can, you're in a position where a field goal does something. Well, so I mean, even if you get the touchdown, but don't convert on the two point conversion to tie it. You still have yeah. the two minutes and 20 seconds left to get the ball back and then kick a field goal to win, not just tie, but win the game. But they didn't put themselves in a position to when they're no. still playing from behind the eight ball. They just like stayed behind the eight ball by kicking the field goal. Was that? Yeah, yeah it didn't make much sense. It also, we were probably also extra irritated because in our uh, betting competition, we had both picked the <laughs> over. Uh, so it was in the over 43 and ended up being 23 to 18. So uh, that field goal made it 41 points and then the Steelers just like, ran the clock out. But like, had that, had they gone for the touchdown and gotten it, we, we would have won. Uh, yeah. And we did pick the Steelers. Uh, they were fit. I think they were uh, two and a half point underdogs. We did pick both pick them. Uh, not as yes. part of our, our extra, uh, our locks of the week, but our uh, general betting, uh, we thought we thought the Steelers uh, were going to. It was one of my. It was one of your locks of the week. The, um, the spread I, I was agreed. one of my locks. Yes, I agreed with that, 
Uh, so yeah. we, we both agreed on that. We both agreed on the money line Pittsburgh, and we also both agreed on the over. And had there maybe not been such a baffling call, maybe the Raiders could have gotten the touchdown and tied it, or lost, or still lost by two, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, maybe Pittsburgh would have gone to overtime and won, or at the end yeah. of the half. I mean, at the end of the game. So like, yeah, that that that, that odd decision by Josh McDaniels who. I think you believe is probably the worst coach in the NFL head coach in the NFL. Now that Nathaniel Hackett has been uh, discharged and uh, actually had him number one last year as the worst head coach, even with Hackett, but that was me. That was on my personal. That was yours. I I, I was thinking, well, maybe he's on my worst hires list when they signed him and then stayed number one throughout the year, even though, Nathaniel Hackett didn't show anything either. But, well, another know. thing is that, yeah. well, why didn't they? Like one and one A maybe was where those two were. No. Why didn't they try for the touchdown? Because, well, Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt in that game. Uh, yeah. It turns out and is going to mm. miss maybe next week and next couple of weeks. Who knows? Think uh, in, is he in concussion protocol now? Is that... Concussion for Yeah. So, like, yeah. I think just go for the win while you can or go for the t- like, try to get it yeah. rather than. We're lying. I guess you know McDaniel's likes Brian Hoyer because he was also a New England Patriots quarterback, and the only people that uh, McDaniel's trusts are former Patriots, and so he liked Garoppolo. But it was fourth and four from the eight. They didn't even need the touchdown. They could have just gotten the four yards and kept the position. Oh, wasn't even fourth and goal. It was fourth and four. I thought it was fourth and goal. I was thinking it was fourth and goal, but it was actually fourth and four from the eight. So they're inside the ten. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. Yeah, but it is yeah really probably strange. you know a a, a decision well, that a, you would question immediately from the, the most yeah. questionable coaches in the league. That's yeah, it. I would like even fourth and eight. I think is even fourth and goal from the eight is dumb there because you need that touchdown sometime, and you might yeah. as well try it now because even if you don't get it, well, you can still maybe get it later. But well, like, and and, and four, they would be pinned at, at their own yeah. end zone. Like yeah. maybe you force a safety somehow, get a hold in the end zone, something like that. If they do decide yeah. to take it back. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you just never know maybe, what's going to happen, but because you take safety, it, you need to get a touchdown and you win yeah. without even having to do anything. Yeah, yeah, it was. But that's it, the Raiders, it, 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 it works out well as a Chiefs fan that the Raiders were so. Yeah, it's funny, but it cost but, us one hundred and ninety-one fake dollars in our betting competition, Mike. I mean, did. we did the same bet, but you know, we want to get we, more more fake dollars. Have, we we actually both for the first time uh, on our on our. Uh, Across the board, bets both finished in positive, positive money, and this in would have green. given us more money, and we would have yeah both done better. But um, you know what's better than some fake money, though, Mike? Even more fake money. <laughs> Should we talk about our bets? Um, we talk about the Chiefs, or do we want to talk about the Chiefs? Yeah, let's first? talk about the Chiefs a little bit first, and then we'll okay. we'll get to that. Yeah. So I guess uh, the big story it seemed like uh, was the. Uh, appearance of Taylor Swift uh, as perhaps Travis Kelsey's new lady friend. Uh, if you like that term, I always thought lady friend was a little creepy, so I like to say it. <laughs> so you <laughs> have to use as, it, man. Yeah. It's not as quite as creepy as lover, maybe, but uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lady friend. I think lady friend is funny. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's somewhat but, dismissive uh, at the same time, but it's like. Well, it's because you think girlfriend is too like juvenile. immature. Yes, but lady friend, sub like you think of like this kind of, um, you know, kind of cigarette smoking kind of, 
you know, I think, you know, leathery faced, you know, woman at a bowling alley would be a, somebody's yeah. late lady friend, I think, is is what right. I is what I think uh when I hear that term. Like, you know, bad and a long perm, maybe uh mm. and nineteen eighties. Yeah, bowling alley denizens. Yes, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. that kind of talks like this, you know, with a you know, kind of like a latter years uh, Lucille Ball kind of uh, cigarette uh, voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, or you know, or uh, if you saw uh, Monsters Inc. Uh, Roz from Monsters Inc. the uh, the monster who was always uh, keeping her, I'll keep my eye on you, keeping looking, keeping his eye out for uh, Mike Wazowski and his uh, shenanigans, but. Um, yeah, lady friend. So anyway, his lady, possible lady friend. Yeah, uh, there, and that was the biggest story because it's it's just it seems like everybody is talking about it. Um, and uh, there were pictures of you know video of of them uh, leaving the stadium together. Uh, they went to what restaurant was it that they went to the Prime Social? I think Prime it's Social yeah. rooftop thing. Yeah, I heard your your early uh, reports were incorrect. As to I thought it was Q thirty nine. I had heard, but maybe that was a different time. But um, and then they then they were seen in a car near Brightcliff West, which is which is where uh, Travis Kelsey lives. And my mom doesn't live in Brightcliff. My mom and dad don't live in Brightcliff West. They live in uh, Claremont North, which is right across. Yeah, uh, one sixty nine. Uh, Brightcliff Classic. Not yeah, in the old section of near Brightcliff. And my mom has seen Travis Kelsey jog in the neighborhood before so she, did she yell at him out of the car when or when they she's driving by and sees him no it was, it was, it was past past other house oh their actual house even yeah as yeah. she like yelled at him from the window then i don't think she did but uh, no but no she was uh it seems like every pick up pick up the pace or not, not yeah, yeah. no no so maybe we'll see taylor and uh travis in in our old neighborhood there you go you know Doing stuff, but anyway, I, think, I don't know. I don't. I don't really have much to say about it, which is interesting. No. I, think that, that, uh, I, I did uh, see an article this this morning saying that uh, uh, Kelsey's jersey sales have increased by like five times what they were. Yeah, and it's it's a little strange because Kelsey wasn't exactly an unknown yeah. player. He was like he was he hosted Saturday Night Live right. uh, six <laughs> months ago. He was famous enough yeah. for that. Like you know, he was. Maybe one, maybe one of the most famous non-quarterbacks in the league. Maybe, maybe the most famous non-quarterback in the league, along with his brother, because that you know that was such a big story, right? Uh, for the Super Bowl, and now they have that. Uh, they have a podcast Amazon together. Yeah. Uh, they have the Amazon uh, documentary. They have the podcast. Yep. That's um, like they're like the you know kind of like the Manning brothers, I think, in terms of popularity. Yeah. Uh, but but being yeah. active players even, you yeah. know, yeah, and both I think both Hall of Fame level players maybe in a way that the Mannings aren't uh, because maybe because Eli's borderline I would say probably Kels both Kelseys are shoe ins at this point it seems like in their accolades, yeah. but um, yeah so like yeah that was a you know that was kind of a fun story and they showed they showed uh, her next to uh, uh, Travis's mom in the in the fancy suite and stuff like that and being yeah travis got his touchdown uh in the second half uh from Mahomes and it's like yeah it's like you know and Mahomes is probably you know i don't know if he's uh, maybe worldwide maybe not on par with taylor swift but maybe in the united states i, I would i don't I, I he might be as 
almost as famous as Taylor Swift. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. like, there's a lot of big stars, you know, that the Chiefs have with them now. It's kind of unusual that the Chiefs are this, like, maybe America's team now, do you think? It's, the Swifties, it's, the Swifties get, get on board. It's like right on the edge there. Yeah. I mean, if, if um, stars are coming to watch the games, then, you know, that's a, v- a big difference in Kansas City present to Kansas City past because you wouldn't see, you know, anybody outside of like people who are from Kansas City. Yeah. You see Paul Rudd. Famous. At least you're still big stars. Like, yeah, it's Paul Rudd. Yeah. Or it's, uh, you Jason know, Sudeikis and Vegas, yeah. you know, those, those, yeah. those types. Yes. That, SNL, usually SNL adjacent. Yeah. Uh, People or yeah, um, Rob Rob Riggle or yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're at least relatively famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like, but like, yeah, Paul Rudd is by by far the most famous. But like, you would say yeah, John John Hamm is from St. Louis, but he you would see him show up at like the um, softball games and the you know, football maybe because you know, once the Rams don't aren't around anymore, so like maybe they get more of the Missouri uh, yeah folks. On their side, but yeah, it's it's a little and like Mahomes had a lot of you know Mahomes has a lot of star power. Kelsey even before this had a lot of star power, so it was like, um, you know they have you know they're both in like commercials and and things like yeah. that. It seems like Mahomes was in every other commercial that was on. He was, you know, he's in Subway. He was you know State Farm. State Farm, especially. Does he does he still do high V commercials locally? Yeah, I think so. Like that. And like bank, he has like some bank. There's some bank I think that he's mm. associated with as well. Yeah, yeah. So like he does. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's 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 kind of fun to be be the center of yeah. the football universe, and maybe now it's the center of the kind of pop celebrity universe with, with uh, uh, Taylor Swift. Is yeah. Well, it's board. great. It's great for the NFL because it's a an entirely untapped fan base potential at least anyway yeah a lot of young women watching that are not really sports fans that might i think i think uh chiefs tickets on StubHub and stuff also went the prices went way way up because there was so much more demand i guess people are hoping that taylor will be there i don't know if she'll be coming to every kansas city home game it's like she's on tour and stuff but she might i would i wouldn't be surprised if she was at the jets uh game next week which is in new york and um, possible and that's probably the only thing that is keeping that matchup maybe looking any anything any way tantalizing because yeah well we thought it was gonna be aaron Rodgers and uh patrick mahomes the state farm uh bowl but (laughs) right rogers is hurt you know three plays four plays into his season and Mm -hmm. and it was it's you know the jets are looking terrible uh so there's yeah that you know this will help, I guess. The NFL, I'm sure, is very happy. And yeah. you wonder, I guess, is it a, is it just a is it a publicity stunt or is it actual uh, relationship? But I don't know. Yeah, who knows? There's no way for us to know this. No, <laughs> we can sure only look at one scene. And but if they break up or 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 they stay together, although I'm sure it will be inter- interesting uh, songs on the new uh, Taylor Swift. Yes, albums. That's um, what we have to look forward to. Yes. Yeah, I, 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 I've never bought a Taylor Swift album. I was, I've, I've heard some of her songs on the radio, but I don't. Yeah. Pretend to be. Um, Not a Swift. No, I have listened to Ryan Adams did a yes uh, cover of the 1989 Taylor Swift album. Uh, that yeah. He 
the whole album as a cover. Yeah. That was kind of good. And, 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 I, and I don't think Taylor Swift is that bad, but she's just, it just not, I don't know. It's just not stuff I listen to. You're, I don't think you're her target audience. I am not. I'm not a. I'm and, not. And, a, and to be clear, uh, not, neither am I. So I'm not a woman. Between we we are not the ages of eight, yeah, twenty eight years old. Uh, yeah, we're outside or forty eight or whatever. It's 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 most primarily uh, a female audience, and uh, and so it's what the NFL is traditionally primarily a male audience. Although women are, I think, more into it uh, over the past decade or so than, than than were before um i think the nfl's done a, a lot of you know, good job reaching out to um maybe non-traditional viewers uh you know international yeah. audiences uh women things like that so that's great yeah so that's uh, yeah if there are more viewers i think that helps the nfl and it maybe helps uh you know salaries go up like mahomes you know he re- renegotiated his salary to as yeah. you know they kind of pushed forward some money. I think it's the same money. I don't know. It was just moved around a little bit to create a little more. Uh, he made more money up front than now. He didn't think he's the highest paid or one of the highest paid, top two or three highest paid quarterbacks where he was like down to like number nine. He'd slipped year. in his like AAV, right? Yeah. Yeah. But in terms of salary cap, I think he's he's he was the number one already. For, the, uh, for this season, he was this season, the yeah. highest paid quarterback, yes. But I know last week we talked about the Ooh. Chiefs bears game being a potential like get right game are whatever your concerns with were with the chiefs coming into that game are they gone now or are you still somewhat worried about the team going forward they're alleviated mostly i think the defense i feel really good about the defense they look um, fantastic so far they it's look fantastic. great the second like it had been like it seemed like most of the defensive line was really but the secondary also began looking good. Also, Nick Bolton was out this game, and Tranquil had a good game, it seemed mm. like, in his place. I don't remember his name a lot, but it seems like, well, there weren't a lot of big gains. They were able to contain um, uh, Justin Fields pretty well. So, like, the defense was great. Yeah. It seemed like I, – I still feel like the offense needs something, and it seems like they're still relying a little too much on Patrick Mahomes' magic rather than, like, a scheme yeah. that can get people open, like – Miami has or San Francisco has, you know, where, you know, Brock Purdy and Tula are putting up big numbers, big, you know, high passer ratings without really any super spectacular plays. Like the, probably the the longest play that ended up counting for the Chiefs was that uh, throw to Justin Watson. Like when like mm-hmm. Mahomes like sidearm, like underhanded it, like yeah. 45 yards down the field to watch. Like he still does these like amazing things, but we don't want to like, but it's usually because, well, uh, we run it on first down or we have an incomplete pass, then we run it on second down, and it's like third and eight, we got to do something, and Mahomes usually he'll make a big throw or he'll scramble. But yeah, but the wide receivers are not as reliable this year, I don't think. They haven't been so far. Um, so I'm still a little worried there. Jerk McKinnon, I was happy to see him more involved. Mm. He had two touchdowns. Um, every I think every running back had a touchdown. Uh, yep. uh, Pacheco and Edward Dillier were both had rushing touchdowns, but mm-hmm. um, McKinnon had two re- receiving touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I, and Kelsey got involved a little bit more. So I, I said, and it seems like the offensive line has played well, except for the weird penalties on Taylor. But mm. I'm still a little uncomfortable with the offense because I think it still relies too much on well 
we're going to kind of putz around on first and second down because we know Mahomes can turn yeah. you know, a magic on third down. And I don't, I'd rather just not have to get to third down and just yeah. let, you know, just call better plays on first and second down. Yeah. Or you could do like Miami didn't just average 10 yards per play. So you get a first down on every single play. If you, you know, just hit your average. Yeah. You could do that. Yeah. Could do that. <laughs> yeah. We had, well, yeah, we had Tyreek back and yeah. Waddle was out that game even. Well, I, I mean, I think the big difference between what the chiefs and, you know, some of the other teams that have performed well with like the big passing yards is, is the running game hasn't really been there yet. For the Chiefs, a little yeah. bit has come the up. Got some big runs, but like, yeah. no, Delaire really hasn't had any good running. It it definitely hasn't been consistent, and I, I think yeah. a lot of it is they haven't gone to a lot of the short passing, like the sort of like pseudo runs that they that they do. They're like they're essentially run plays, but they're just so so short of a pass that they act yeah. as like a four yard rush. They haven't really done that quite as much as they had done in previous seasons yeah you wonder if that is that a naggy versus yeah. the enemy thing? he's still trying to figure things out as because be. you because you can sort of you know turn your short passing game is essentially a running game and they just haven't quite done yeah it. or maybe it's just like real reed is famous for not wanting to show his opponents anything that may, on that may be a lot of what it is and so like if the chiefs can win with just you know crappy plays on first and second and then we'll let Mahomes do what he wants on third uh down and we can still you know against most teams will win and we would have won and yeah. the Chiefs would have won all three games had like there not been historically bad receiver play in week one and they only lost yeah. by one point even without Kelsey and without Jones so like mm-hmm. you know it's you know this the Chiefs have been able to win the last two weeks pretty comfortably it turns out yeah um so Maybe I could. I think maybe that maybe that could be it too. I don't, I don't know. I but you still kind of worry, like when you see, especially these other teams just blowing people out. Why why aren't why is the Chiefs' offense look so difficult? Mm. Uh, and, and you know why why they aren't making things look easy like yeah Miami is or like San Francisco is. So, so I would be a little bit less worried about that because it's only week three and the receiving core is very pretty young and haven't had a lot of time to gel with Mahomes yet. Um, I think that's one of those things that comes along as the season progresses for the passing game, at least. I hope game. so. It seems like Rasheed Rice has been, at least compared to like Sky Moore last year, has mm. is, is, is He's doing starting further more. ahead, right? And then yeah, he had he had two very near touchdowns. He got tackled like at the one yard line twice mm. after kind of big games. Moore has looked better, I think, when he's gotten the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony has been kind of absent lately. And he had and... one catch in the last one, only one target, one catch minus one yards. I think that was that. I think that was that little, uh, you know, forward pass. That's not really a forward pass. Yeah, I think that's that way, the only the only touch he had in the game was there. Yeah. It worked well to McKinnon. Uh, that pass that play hasn't worked as well lately. Uh, it yeah, seems like it worked. It worked well uh, to McKinnon when he got his I think his first touchdown. Mm-hmm. So it just it was I don't know. yeah. So it's yeah like you said it's still very early, and I think the Chiefs will probably have another one of these kind of get right kind of in some ways 
practice types of games with the Jets, or at least that's what you hope. The Jets' defense is probably, you know, a bit better, maybe more than mm. a bit better than the than the Bears, but their offense is probably every bit as inept as the Bears' offense with with Wilson, and you know they haven't even. It doesn't seem like they've incorporated. They have a, um, you know, Garrett Wilson's a good receiver, but and they have some good running backs. But I, I don't know if they're much better or any better than the Bears' offense. It doesn't it doesn't look that way. Yeah, yeah the, uh, the but yeah, there were so crazy the, upsets this, you know, in week three. That doesn't mean there's not going to be crazy upsets yeah. in week four too. So yeah, so the Bears have scored. I mean, the Jets have scored thirty six points. In three games, or no, they've scored forty-two points in three games. So they're averaging fourteen points a game. They scored twenty-two against the Bills. <laughs> they've scored forty-two points. The Chiefs had forty-one points in the last game. Yeah, yeah, they scored forty. Yeah, so I guess yeah. Well, the Chiefs have only scored thirty-seven points. Other than that, they were seventeen to nine and twenty, tw- lost twenty-one to twenty. So they've yeah. scored a little less than eighty points over three games, which is um, still an average of more than twenty-five points. Yeah, twenty six point six 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 six, I guess points. Yeah, uh, but what's Miami averaging? I guess because they're that seventy point game. You know, they scored that. That's going to skew things for the rest of the year. Yeah, that the seventy points over seventeen weeks. That's four points. So even you know, so even if they only scored that one time seventy points and were shut out every other game, they would have over four points a game. So like, you know, you think of well, if our team scores. Each time, if you add up over the over the course of the year, like every week's probably about two to three points uh, at the most uh, per, you know, two points probably is big. You know, uh, thirty would be thirty four points if you over a seven, uh, seventeen game season. Um, you know, so so uh, yeah, so every, yeah, their average more, is going to be influenced by something like four points total per. Yeah, your average is yeah, usually your average by one to two points uh, each week contributing to your average. Yeah, and, and there, yeah. So that was a huge win. Does that, does um does that make them? Do you think the team to beat right now in the AFC? Why, well, unless you just considered last year's champion to be the default by definition, yeah. the team to beat until you know they're you know like you know eliminated. But for the on this season, I think yeah, they're they are definitely. Yeah, that one and one A sort of concept, right? As a who are the mm-hmm. teams that are going to get the most attention, at least anyway. So, but yeah, yeah it looks like maybe, is, is crazy. Yeah, it looked like maybe Baltimore would going into this week, but uh, yeah, the Dallas Baltimore. probably was on that list, and then they're probably yeah. not on the list right now as being. Yeah, I think you still have Philadelphia, San Francisco. Yeah, and maybe Buffalo again. Maybe you might say. Yeah. Uh, they they seem to recover. So Buffalo and Miami are playing uh, next week, so that's going to be a big game. But um, maybe before we talk about next week's games and things like that, do we want to talk about our our, our uh, locks of the week that are on uh, turned out, at least on your side turned out to be uh, veritable shoe ins. On my side, not so well. But yeah, um, you. Well, this uh, was the first for me this week in our. Now twenty-one weeks of regular season games. This was this was a first for me. Finally, long overdue three and a week for me. Yes. I had a three and a week last week. I've had three and a weeks here and there. I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm up and several, down. and I've I've had a lot of two and one weeks, but 
Now my first three does, does it feel good to have a three in a week? You it's feel, it's uh, kind of a relief to have that finally out of the way now. So yeah. Yeah. We were both, I think, three and three coming into this week. And now you've right. six and three, and now I'm down to four and five. Um, yeah. but um you want to talk about let's talk about your first win of, of the week. Well, since since we just mentioned the uh Miami Denver game, that I had Miami minus six and a half against Denver. Uh, in Miami was my first pick and uh, they had you know 40 uh, 43 and a half points to spare on covering yes. that spread so uh, comfortably safe game uh, from about the second quarter on I was not worried about that one anyway um, I, I agreed with you on, on that game and on the money line we both bought Miami and also the over under with I was going to go mm-hmm. over so on our on our um, you know every game bet uh, competition, uh, we 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 finished even on that game. But you won that one bec- uh, on our shoe end of the it week because you picked yeah. wisely picked Miami as an easy six and a half point favorite, and they were a fifty point winner. <laughs> so right 40, well 43 and a half points to spare. Yeah. But yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't on your confidence list up. In the top three, anyway, I guess it wasn't on my top three. I, I, my, the only spread pick that I picked this week was Tennessee at Cleveland, and we thought, oh, Nick Chubb's not playing. Cleveland's kind of, uh, not doing so Wondering well. At least, isn't yeah, isn't playing very well. Tennessee, we think, oh, maybe they're gonna get, they're gonna kind of get things turned around. They got a big win against uh, the Chargers at home. They lost barely on the road to New Orleans, a decent team. Uh, so we thought, okay, so getting three and a half points at Cleveland. So even if they lose by a field goal, I still win that bet. Mm-hmm. But no, they uh, really laid an egg in uh, in Cleveland. They lost twenty seven to th- three, I believe. Um, that is when Cleveland's uh, uh, so. At home this season, Cleveland has only allowed six total points. They've allowed three points in there. So they won their first game against Cincinnati 24-3, to and they won this game at home 27-3. to That was a sandwich between those was a 26-22 loss at Pittsburgh. So I thought, well, I think Tennessee's on the rise. Maybe they can't be that bad. Tannehill's got to get things figured out. They still have Derrick Henry. The, you know, the, but no, they couldn't do anything. They couldn't run the ball. They couldn't throw the ball. I think they had like 95 total yards of – offense the game. <laughs> yeah absolutely. so that was just lousy um so they lost 27 to three, so four total yards only average 2.1 yards of play for the whole game yeah it's five times less than what the miami dolphins averaged for their <laughs> play they averaged over i think 10 yards maybe even higher for, per play so tennessee lay an egg in cleveland the cleveland tennessee I wonder who the, who do you think the fans in Cleveland, Tennessee, were rooting for? Were they rooting <laughs> for? I I would guess they were rooting for Tennessee at the beginning, and maybe then maybe they switched allegiances to Cleveland. The namesake uh, later, just to say, kind of Ugh. settled because that was such a bad game. Yeah. Um, how about yeah. your How about your second uh, bet, Doctor Scott? That also went as maybe not equally as well, but it uh, it also turned out to be a win for you. I could have gotten wrong at the end, but it, um, I had uh, Chargers uh, even at Minnesota. Uh, so it was essentially a pick game, but I had the Chargers in that one. 
Uh, could have gone the other way. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, the Chargers ended up holding on for a four point win. Yeah, twenty twenty eight twenty four. Uh, I think. Yeah. Yes, twenty twenty four. Yeah, I also bet on that game as part of my uh, locks of the week. And I bet the under, it was under 54 and a half. I think it dropped down to 53 and a half at one point. But mm-hmm. the final was 24, so only 52 points were scored. And that was fortunate because uh, there was a late interception by the Chargers. It seemed like in the first half there wasn't a whole lot of scoring, so I thought it might be comfortably under. But then there was a lot of scoring. I was worried it was going to be comfortably over and I was going to miss that one. But yeah. I, I did manage to sneak that one in. I had thought that Minnesota in my in the um, in our wall to wall betting action, I thought that Minnesota was going to pull that out at home. Partly, I did that because I knew you were picking um, the, the Chargers, and I wanted it to be interesting. But also, I thought once well, Minnesota at home, and the Chargers are going to do something dumb, which they did. But it, fortunately, it didn't. They uh, decided to go for it deep in their own territory. Yeah. Um, like up their own twenty five or something. Well, so so the the Chargers went for it. No, what was it? Uh, Minnesota went for it on fourth and two, fourth and goal from the Chargers. Two did not get it. Then the Chargers went for it on fourth and one from their own twenty four, and did not get it. Yes. And then <laughs> Minnesota had a first and goal at the Chargers six and threw an interception. Yeah, yeah, it was. Ooh. So had had they not thrown that interception, had they thrown the interception, or not thrown the interception, got a touchdown, it would have pushed the game over. So I would have lost that one and won the other one. So I, I was going to break even either way. Uh, so I'm not that upset about it, how it ended. But yeah, um, I am. I guess I would have wanted maybe to turn the other way simply because I wanted to stay closer w- with you in our um, on-air picks. But right. yeah, that was... Yeah, Brandon Staley. Well, you, did, you did take Minnesota in the mega picks. Yes. To win and cover the one and a half point spread. Yeah, it ended up switching. Yeah. Yeah. So that could have gone completely the other way. Yeah, it would have helped me. I guess that if, if Minnesota won, that would have helped me uh, for the money yeah. line. We did both did poorly on the money line picks because was our um, worst our worst category, which shouldn't be yeah, we, the easiest. We, we both finished above five hundred. And above uh, in the profit zone on the spread and the over under, but uh, the money line because well, so many favorites lost outright rather than mm. just you know we thought oh maybe I thought maybe uh, Dallas wouldn't cover the big spread or you know yeah. things like that, but yeah, so it, that didn't that didn't work out so well. But um, your third pick also worked out well for you, Doctor Scouts. Yeah, I so I my last bet was in that Pittsburgh Las Vegas game. I, I had had Pittsburgh plus two and a half. I kind of assumed my guess was that Pittsburgh was going to win that game anyway, but I didn't expect them to win it like in that fashion. At least yeah, with one, the one, Raiders, like you know, d- shooting themselves in the foot essentially by yeah. decision making. Yeah, it ended up being a closer game than I had thought it was. Like because at mm-hmm. one point it looked like the the, the Steelers were going to run away with it, but then the Raiders kind of um, kept it close. And it's you know, maybe had they had some better coaching decisions, uh, could have won or gotten you know. But it still might have ended up being a, a Steelers uh, cover, even had they had they uh, they won because we got two and a half points there. Um, but it turned out to be a big maybe a you know Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt, uh, so maybe the Raiders are you know 
Mike Mike Williams got hurt for the Chargers. So, so even the um, the one and two teams in uh, the Chiefs division have some big injuries they're going to deal with, and maybe you know maybe it's Garoppolo's only a t- only a temporary thing, but mm-hmm. Williams has gone out for the season now, so that's that's not that's you know helping the Chiefs division chances, especially with Denver being so bad, and if Denver loses to Chicago next week. You know that that's really I think has to spell the end of Denver's chances, and that's a re- yeah. then it's a rebuild. And you would think already or, a rebuild, isn't that? I get. Well, I think they thought. Well, we think it's just it's just we're just trying to recover from the Nathaniel Hackett era, and yeah. we can we can you know challenge for a playoff spot in this first year because we still have Russell Wilson who isn't playing terribly this year. He's I think his quarterback passer rating is is the same as Mahomes's, but. Is um, it? Yeah, I think they're both ninety nine point five passer rating. Um, I think if Mahomes had played the entire game against the Bears, his would have been higher because the, the way the Chiefs were dismantling the Bears after that first um, drive where they didn't get any points, the Chiefs just rolled every time. And also, if well, if that phantom penalty hadn't been called, you know, the, you know, there's a lot, a couple of really kind of screwy things that happened. That kind of lowered uh, Mahomes's passer uh, rating. He would have had four touchdowns and three hundred yeah. yards. And so, for those anyway. you know, early in the season, the uh, receiver aided interceptions. Yeah, the Kerry Tony pick six that could have been yeah. you know, very different. So, like, yeah, it's you know, this half. I guess it happens probably every quarterback, but it's more mag- it's magnified more in the in at the beginning. Yeah, but um, my third pick also turned out to be. Close, but no cigar. Uh, and that was the Rams at Cincinnati. I thought that game was going to be a, feature a little bit more offense. Uh, and the, the over-under was only 43 and a half. I thought, I thought Cincinnati, which hadn't been scoring a lot of points, was going to um, turn things around. I also thought the Rams' uh, offense was pretty good. Uh, but, yeah, they couldn't do anything really um and they ended up i think the rams did have a touchdown an obvious touchdown uh called out of bounds you remember that play like like you could see like they did a replay and his foot was clearly in bounds it was on turf too you like see the little divot that he made it was like an inch inside the line but somehow they decided to call him out even after replay which didn't make any sense to me um, that could have changed the game. I also thought the Rams were going to win that game, but it ended up being the Rams only got a couple of field, three field goals, and uh, they then a single so, touchdown late, yeah, and the touchdown later. But it was not enough uh, to, uh, to it was, help. It was very late. It was yeah within the last within the two minute warning that they got the, that they finally got in the end zone. Yeah, it ended up being nineteen to sixteen. The game was closer. The score final score was closer. Than maybe indicated, but the but the Bengals didn't score any points either. They were uh, they were pretty bad too. Uh, Burrow, I think, has no touchdown passes mm-hmm. on the year. He uh, is, that threw, right? is that right? I know he didn't have any in this game. For, he threw for a decent number of yards. He was twenty six of forty nine, two fifty nine yards. So not too bad. Uh, only twenty six forty nine is not very good. Yeah, that's the, yeah. It was. Percentage wasn't very good, but the yards was decent. The yards is fine. One, yeah. one interception, only five point three yards per attempt. 
And I guess Burrow does have two touchdowns. He's two touchdowns and two picks uh, this year. He has. But at the a... time we recorded our episode last week, we weren't sure entirely that Burrow was going to play in the no. game. So it was a little risky uh, making the bet that early, at least, anyway, right? Like we Like we were. You know, are forced to by by our circumstances on the show anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His um, yeah, he's got yeah. His his total uh, passer rating is really low. It's it's can't find it right now, but it's you know like. Um, 38.1 is his QBR. QBR is 20. Yeah, his QBR is 28th out of, I guess, you know, 32 yes. teams. Um, yes. His, his rating is 33rd. He is 66.2. So his rating of the 34 qualifying quarterbacks, uh, he is behind Bryce Young, Justin Fields, Ryan Tannehill. Daniel Jones, Sam Howell, uh, in the '60s. Yeah, he's only ahead of Zach Wilson at this point. So he is the 33rd best out of 34 qualifying quarterbacks. So Actually. fortunately, Blaine Gabbert is not in that list, but he would be uh, on the bottom of that list, I think, given his oh uh, no touchdowns, two interceptions. But yeah, so yeah. something is still wrong with Burrow. Maybe it's his cap industry. So, so this is one of those things where you think, well, maybe the they're gonna, you know, had the Rams. I mean, had the Rams won that game, you think, well, maybe Burrow is just gonna get sidelined because they don't think, you know, they might just say, well, we we're just gonna retool for next year and hope we get a high draft pick because we think, well, probably T Higgins is gonna be gone or somebody else is gonna be gone. So let's just let's just mm-hmm. whatever is seems like whatever is wrong with his calf is maybe a bigger deal than it seems to be. Maybe people are letting on. I don't know. It could be. It was a questionable play. I think already, and I don't, I don't, yeah. Um, but I think that there's still a lot of hope that the, of course, that the Bengals will make the playoffs. But yeah, it's we were fortunate to win that game and stave off the Owen, the also Owen three season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's this week. Do we, any, any more comments on this week's games? We, um, yeah. So oh, well. So just the summary from week three. Then on the oh, our, our, picks, our... then yeah, you were one and two this week. Four and five now total down one hundred dollars is all. Cool. That's I think much better than where we were last season at this. Yes. Point. Yeah. Um, and I'm yeah six and three now plus three hundred dollars for the on air picks, which is hugely above where i was i was a chair like two and seven i think last yeah, year you, caught up, you were down most of the season then you, and you kind of gradually caught up finally and then, caught up. and then we were kind of back and forth and then uh you ended up finishing just barely ahead um on our by, by a put i had one loss that became a push i think was what it is. was the difference between our last year's total so it's probably um, going to end up this year it'll be something like that as well we we also we both did fairly well on our every game bets uh, this week. This was my first positive week. 
so I'm trending upward. That week one was terrible. I lost like $1,600 or something like that. And then last week I lost like $100. Now I gained like $100. Yeah. Uh, so I am I am uh, treading water uh, the last couple two weeks, but maybe going a little bit closer to shore. Trending. Yeah, you're trending, trending in the trending, right direction. Trending in the right direction. You have been positive all three weeks. Uh, Barely yeah. positive week one, but about the same in weeks two and three. So you've... Uh, so how much uh, you have made a total of $1,008.35 is what I'm plus on the season now. Yeah, I am minus $1,823, about. So yeah, you are $2,800 ahead of me. Right you got some catching up to do, Mike. It was mainly week one that was my problem. And yeah. that was, mo- I'd say, 24. 20- 2000 at least of the 2800 was week one and it's yeah was a, it it was like it was about two thousand dollars down wasn't it yeah yeah i was um 1862 1862 down and then last week i was down um, like 50 54 dollars down so then i and then this week i'm up 93 93.59 yeah so i am going i so i think week one was just a horrible blip and hope but hopefully i can have a positive wonderful blip one of these weeks to make up for that one and then you know kind of break even ish or be slightly above on yes. average the going going forward you are but you did you did cross the uh 54 mark though for your picks so you were at 57 and a half percent this week 27 yeah. 47 I, only, I yeah. had two picks more correct as all, 29 and 47. But that was yeah. like about a $360 swing, though, for those two. Yeah. Guys, so it's the money line that has been killing me in this time. I, I lost we lost 400 I lost $416 on the money line this week. Yeah. I gained about $400 on the spread. Yep. Was, uh, and I gained uh, a little over $100 on uh, the over-under. So. Unders, yeah. I think I'm getting the hang of that. Maybe yeah, what I thought mind. was interesting about the uh, the big pick, the big uh, you know board anyway for us, um, the picks that we agreed on, we did quite well with. So I wonder if we combined our strategies and and actually like as a committee, like sat down and decided mm-hmm. on picks, if we would do even better collectively, Captain Planet style. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that would be the case because I think some of these things I think we, we could have talked each other into what ended up Maybe. being the correct pick. We also could have talked each other out of it and done that's this, the you know. But I would say it's the, well, that's probably, the other of the possibilities. <laughs> probably, though, we would, I don't know, we would have been positive. I think we would have at least talked each other. Like you say, we would be average it out, talk each other in or out. We at least would have gotten, I don't know, together. I don't know, we would have done any worse then if you know but yeah but yeah when we are when we did both happen to agree maybe we, the idea is well we should just make the bets where we agree and not try to talk each other into it yeah if we both agree then we do very well at least this last week we did yeah uh, well maybe we'll have to do that as a as an analysis at some point will be to actually go back and and see on the picks we agreed on what is our percentage versus our individual percentages yeah, so, so if we use those as our confidence pool, 
then maybe maybe that actually is the better choice. I know at one time, I think this week we were, I think eleven of the first sixteen picks that we had that were the same we that we agreed on we were correct on. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, which is not bad at all. Eleven out of sixteen is a pretty good clip for for uh, for betting. Yeah, and that was that was the over under or the spread. So, and those are the ones that are yeah the yeah. So that, that's pretty good. Yeah, maybe we will keep an eye, keep an eye on where we agree and see how how well that does uh, going forward. But yeah. um, should we move on to baseball quickly, or you want to talk about college football first? We're still talking about betting, so maybe we should do the college football story first. Oh, yeah, college football story is interesting. Um, I think we both have slightly different opinions on. The University of Colorado uh, and their current football team. I think I was, uh, they were blown out 42 to 6 uh, by Oregon uh, this weekend. Uh, they were, uh, you know, the hottest team. That, you know, in some ways, the Taylor Swift story is what uh, was became the big story in football. And Dion kind of was pushed uh, to the side, given the fact that the Colorado Buffaloes did so poorly in Eugene, Oregon against the Ducks. They lost fourteen to six, uh, but many betters were on the side of Colorado Buffaloes, and they had and there were uh, articles where the they the the Buffalo betters Buffaloes betters had influenced the the money line picks, and so the Colorado was a twenty one point underdog, and a lot of people picked Colorado win outright, and it depressed the odds. Or uh, the money line um, usually would be well. You have to bet about twelve hundred dollars to win one hundred dollars uh, if you want to bet the favorite. But it was down to about half of that almost um, because of the extra Colorado bets and, and a lot of professional gamblers. And the, of course, the the, the biggest um, uh, sports books made a lot of money uh, when Oregon blew out Colorado, which I guess is what the the sharps uh, thought. The squares were all over Colorado. I think the spread maybe turned out about even because it was a big spread. And some people probably thought, well, maybe um, Colorado, even if we think they're going to lose, might cover 21 points. But yeah, so that was uh, the big story. Were you su- surprised about the color- about um, what happened with Colorado? Uh, not, not terribly surprised. It was amusing watching. So, I mean, I watch a fair amount of ESPN during the week. And uh, you know, most of the analysts have been talking about that game, and you know, it's a big hype train essentially for Colorado is what what it ends up being anyway. So, they, I, you know, the the talking heads really, even though you know on the the non gambling type shows, they'd made a big deal saying about like the, how wide the spread was, and then almost all of the analysts, at least on some of the shows I was watching, were saying that Colorado was likely to cover the spread not likely to win but they didn't mm. come close to the spread and so I, i'm sure uh, there are influenceable people who listen to the those analysts that were betting on the wrong side of that uh and it was ugly early and it stayed ugly uh, uh for that game at least anyway it wasn't they never threatened i mean it didn't look like colorado may even score in that game until they finally got a touchdown late i guess right so relatively late yeah. second half so- if you go to actually, if you go to FanDuel, uh, look at the NCAA football games. There's actually it's there its own tab is Colorado on oh. its tab now. Uh, so it probably was there last week as well. 
but Colorado is playing USC because at home, USC is favored by 21 and a half. Their money line is minus 1450. So it seems like that hasn't been depressed by Colorado, uh, Colorado uh, supporters. So if, if anything, it seems like there's actually a little more, it's actually a little high. Like, no. you, know, you think it might be about minus 1200 rather than minus 1450. Uh, so you could bet Colorado, if you bet $100, you will win $810 on the money line. And the spread is 21 and a half. Over under is 73 and a half. Um, I think I Ooh. like the under maybe there. That's really, really high. I That's a lot of points. Gonna... <laughs> yeah, I, I'd say under. But yeah, um, that seems like it's begging you to take the under. So maybe maybe that can be, we can, we can keep an eye on that. Is, is that. Would you say under? That's That, that would be our college lock. Of, I don't uh, know how you could take the over on that. That seems insanely high, especially after what yeah. Colorado did this this most recent week uh, against Oregon. And USC's ranked also, aren't they? Yeah, they're ranked. In, well, it's Caleb Williams. He's the you know the yeah the yeah Heisman Trophy uh, reigning Heisman Trophy winner. It's so, like you think they're going to score a lot of points, but you think well, it would have to like even if it's a close-ish. So let's say if it's let's say if, if uh you know they win by three touchdowns, which is what the um, spread indicates, it would have to be like a 48-27 type of game yeah. for it to go over. And yeah, that seems like... 75, right? So Yeah. So 47-26... 48-26 would be over, 47-26 would be under. But that would, and that would also, 48-26 would cover if you wanted a USC. 47-26 would cover if you and under if you wanted Colorado. But, like, that seems high, I think, but, on both I mean, sides. You would guess that, uh, you know, 42-14 type of score would be more likely. Is yeah, what I, I think guess, you, anyway, but... It's like, I think if you bet the over... You have to bet USC blowing Colorado out. That's what like, you would assume. Like 55 to 20 or something was what you <laughs> as a better, the only thing you don't want to see is like a 35 or like a 28-28 tie that goes to a series oh. of overtimes where it like it's like, oh, it's well under, and then it like, you know, it's a tie, and then it goes like Yeah. Well, college yeah. overtime's a little different now because they just uh Later overtimes are just two point conversions, so they don't have to. They don't yeah. score at any point. So, yeah, but it could I, still happen, though. You know? <laughs> it could still happen. Yeah, the offenses are prolific like, enough, and they could do the same points. thing, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that over. I can't see it going over. Well, we could be. I wouldn't think it. so. I, if I was just betting this outright, I'd take USC points and the money line, obviously, and then the under. I think that's what I would. Okay. Assume that you're probably thinking also if you were looking at this game as a betting perspective. I do under USC money line certainly. Maybe I could say Colorado keeps it close to that home, but like, but I would only think well maybe they, it's 21 and a half is so big. It's like maybe it's no. 17 points. Maybe it's maybe it's two touchdowns. But like I still don't see it. Like Colorado, like yeah, I don't see I don't see them scoring that many points. But maybe the question is, do you think? The people who bet on Colorado in the last game, spread and money line, are scared away this week and won't touch this game because of what happened last week. Possibly, yeah. 
I think the air. Or, is or do you think they're resilient enough that they're still going to bet, even though they knew what happened last week and they're just going to do it anyway? Well, I don't know. Um, looking at Colorado's previous games, Colorado's first game was at TCU. They won 45 42. So that went up to 87. That's over. Yeah. And then one against Nebraska at home, 36 14. That would be 50 total points. The next game was Colorado State, which they won 43-35. That's 78 total. So that would have been over. So I guess two that was, their that was the multiple overtime scenario, though, too. The point, yeah. you know, points were inflated because yeah. they went two out of – but yes, you say two out of their four went over. Yeah. But I would say – but then when they play a really good team, they were they only scored six points and they yeah. gave up 42. So I don't think USC is going to score like – 60 points to 14 or whatever. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. I could, even if it's a blowout, I think it's, you know, 48, 14 or something. And that's comfortably under. So yeah, I like the under, I could see it. I could see Colorado keeping it close, but then I think it would be like, Oh, it might be 35 to 24 or something would be a, a, a close game. And that's still pretty well under. So like, you know, I I just don't see it. So I, I if I had to be on the spread, maybe I'd say, well, maybe Colorado will keep it close this time. Yeah. Relatively close, under 21 and a half, but I don't have a good feel that one way or another. Maybe we could we can keep an eye on it. I'll I'll, I'll take maybe I'll take this I'll take Colorado on the on the um with, with the points. Yeah. Um, but yeah, money line USC under like like you. So we would we would just disagree on the spread at this point. Yeah, and I'm, I'm partly doing that just to make it interesting because I don't really have a, a feel yeah. one way or another. And maybe this is one of the times where we should disagree with each other because we're more likely to be correct. But but, but let's just see what happens with the uh, sure. Uh, just to make with, it, this is not real money. Make it's it interesting. Money. You know, yeah. our, our our college football uh, locks of the week. Um, right. <laughs> I think our lock of the week is that it's going to be under, and then and then I guess obviously the money line, yeah. but. But like it's also not even worth like why would I why would I want to risk if I wanted to win one hundred dollars or like why would I want to risk fourteen hundred and fifty of my money to win one hundred I could like yeah. it's it's you know what is that interest like six percent interest or something like over in a week you know it's it's yeah. not very um I guess it's probably about eight more like eight percent seven to eight seven percent uh interest no. you know, pretty you know not bad but uh you know if I leave it in the bank I also don't risk losing all of it. Uh, right. It's it's yeah. I I don't see I don't I don't see the advantage there. But no. you know maybe the thing would be well maybe I'll bet maybe I bet five dollars on the money line for Colorado and right because that's at least interesting. And if yeah. and if it did pay off, then you'd you'd have a decent return on your. And then yeah. it'd just be a lot. It'd just be a lottery ticket. Yeah. And yeah. There's no. But at least you you you'd enjoy watching the game for the hope that your lottery ticket pays off. Yeah, I wouldn't bet uh, one hundred dollars in the hope I'd win like seven fifty or whatever. So like you know what that does seem strange. No, that's not interesting. Um, <laughs> but maybe what has been interesting has been maybe the Royals' recent success uh, sure. since we last. They lost tonight, but they had won ten out of eleven. Before that, they'd been five and one this week, including a sweep of the Houston Astros, which which may affect American League playoff seeding. 
it actually also theoretically could cost the Astros a playoff spot. Potentially. If, potentially if the, uh, you know, if, if things in the uh, uh, AL West uh, shake out a little bit differently. Mm. But, uh, yeah, depending on how with, Seattle finishes the season. If Seattle finishes well and if the, if the Blue Jays uh, finish well, they could both be ahead of Houston, potentially, along with the Rangers. Um, so, but it costs Houston the division lead, basically, and it costs them maybe a, a good shot at winning the division. It's not a two and a half behind with only, you know, a handful of play. So, but yeah, the Royals have, were, you know, is this, so is this something we can look forward to next year? Or is it one of the classic Royals do well in September, then um, squander all of that momentum and uh, suck next year anyway? It seems to be the latter. I don't know what I don't know what the deal is. This they haven't had a lot of call ups late this season, uh, because they had all the call ups uh, across the entire season. But uh, and I guess roster rules now are a little different. You can't they can't call up everybody like they used to. Yeah, you can't. They can't go to the full forty man. They only get what two additional spots. I think is what it is. Now, I know they go to a 28-man roster. Wasn't that what we found out? Yeah, 26. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it's not much of anything. From 26 to 28, yeah. So it gives uh, enough contenders, maybe two more relievers usually, I think, is what now people are probably using it for. They they did um, play um, Veneziana, which is how they pronounced it on air today, just mm-hmm. in case you want to know. Wanted to nice. know. We talked about that. Last that was my guess. That was my guess. Yes, Vene- Veneziano. Uh, so he, he did appear in a game now, and he was all right. They use him in relief, though. I'm not sure why he's been a starter, as far as I know. Uh, in the minor leagues, I'm not – and the Royals have yeah, not enough starting pitching, but they didn't use him as a starter. They used him as a reliever. I don't I don't know why they wouldn't just uh, have him continue to start and see how he does in an extended appearance rather than like a one-inning shot where he didn't do that well. So yeah. – I don't know. They don't make a lot of sense just in general. But uh, they had a nice little stretch there. 10 out of 11. I think they're the hottest team in the American League. They may still be, actually, but uh, not not bad. It's at least a little making the end of the season a little more enjoyable than the rest of the season has been. Because it's been a long, rough year. Yeah. Yeah, um, there have been a couple of few bright, a few bright spots. I guess you say you know, Bobby Witt Jr. is continuing his mm-hmm. uh, improvement, becoming one of the game's best young players. Uh, Cole Reagan's on the pitching side. Uh, it's been a revelation since he was traded uh, to the Royals from the Rangers. Right, it seems like the Royals have fixed maybe something. He was a once a highly touted prospect, but kind of fallen on hard times, and he's been really good he's well, he was kind of uh, stuck in the bullpen because of the rangers had you know gone out and purchased a lot of very expensive starters and yeah it, yeah you know stuff most, most in the bullpen. Him, yeah. he had a couple of bad appearances and that just you know ended his effectively ended his season for the rangers although some of their expensive rentals ended up going down maybe they would have liked to have kept him around yeah. to uh yeah. fill in for you know, injuries, but yeah, uh, Reagan's for the Royals has, uh, he's got a 3.31 ERA on the season, but for the Royals, he has a 2.34 
ERA. And that includes kind of a bad game he had against the Astros where he allowed five runs. But they still won that game uh, because the yeah. Royals scored a lot of runs in that game. Uh, but um, he, yeah, the, the Royals. So he has, uh, Reagans has started 11 games, seven quality starts, mm-hmm. so six, at least six innings, three or fewer earned runs allowed. Is eight is an eight run uh is an eight inning four run uh four runs a lot? Is that a quality start? I think it is not actually because it's it a weird be, right? it, should, it should it should be, yeah. It, because it's better than six and three because it's long because you want to get eight innings out of the guy, and the ERA is still the same. Right. I think it is not considered a, a because game. the quality start is a made up yeah. nonsensical thing anyway. Or a complete game four run. Would also be better, but I think that's also it. Would be a, he could get a victory, a complete game, but not a quality start in the same right. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, but uh, yeah. And also, uh, you know, quality is not really an adjective that means good. It simply means uh, <laughs> high quality would be yes, you know, high quality start because quality could be good or bad, could be poor quality or high, <laughs> you know. It needs a designation as to define. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just it's just a uh, indication that we are judging it on some sort of merit. Uh, yeah, people yeah. use it though, you know, as 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 you know, I was quality 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 job there, but but uh, yeah, it just it just means um, yeah, rating. Yes, <laughs> but but maybe real realistically for the Royals. The emergence uh, and the last month, if you're looking at stats, uh, pull up uh, James MacArthur's numbers for the month of September only, not the other months. Just look at what he has done since his most recent call up, uh, I believe at the beginning of September. Okay, and, so James and MacArthur. This is, this is directly why the team has done well recently, is his performance. Mike, what, what has he done this month? Okay, so this month, so is okay. So he um, had a game against. Well, his, his he started out not so great because he uh, he this had a pre September sixty three yeah. ERA in June. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said ignore that. Just look at it the went down, and then it, then it went down all the way to fifteen point four three because he had yeah. a seven point five ERA in August. Which yep. is still not very good, but not very good. Uh, he has had a remarkable, remarkable September where his ERA now is 5.31, which doesn't seem that great, but he has a zero ERA uh, in September, only 13 innings, but still, um, he's only as a reliever three- getting 13 innings of the course of the, oh, 27 days as it is right now. 13 and a half, 30 and a half, 30 bad, though, only know. three hits allowed, zero walks allowed, yep. 14 strikeouts. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is. Uh, but but it included a, a game where he came in with runners at first and third and nobody out, and he got three strikeouts to not even yeah. allow them to put the ball in play. Uh, that is the Superman sort of scenario that the you know Royals are sort of looking for for relievers somehow. Yeah, I, I, I actually delivered it, and that's after you know having given up seven earned runs in a single inning. On his first appearance, yeah. which is yeah, yeah. What, what is his uh, ERA? His season ERA is now five point three one. Yeah, but that, but he has dropped it. 
his his whip is 0.98 so that you don't usually see that with a 5.31 era that's yeah. like a but, it's, like but his a, era is 58 points lower than it was yeah. earlier in the season right? yeah if walks plus hits range but if it's below one that's usually like oh it's your, your era is like two-ish if yeah. that it might even be lower and this is if you have less than one base runner an inning you're doing pretty well and yeah yeah he's been really really good so he is yeah been great out of the bullpen reagan's has been great as a starter uh wit has played pretty well uh the whole season mm-hmm. And they're, you know, for me, it was kind of a, re- a revelation. Michael Garcia has played uh, solidly as a third baseman. So he thinks like, oh, and, he maybe he can. And leadoff hitter then, too. And leadoff, yeah. So, like, you know, there are a few bright spots. Uh, Perez is still around. Except mm-hmm. for, he's, he's played okay, but maybe um, it's easy. Melendez has taken a step back. This bat yeah. seems to have woken up a bit late, but uh, as of late, but... Uh... Yeah, it's been a pretty rough year for for Melendez. Slinger had didn't have a great year, but he was kind of okay towards the end. But he got injured again, and yeah, uh, Keller was okay until he got hurt, and then he was awful when he came. Yeah, out. he's been but kind he missed of months. So yeah. yeah, the starting pitching is is definitely the biggest hole they have right now, and they don't seem to be even testing what they have to see if they can if they have anything worth keeping around as a starter for next season, I don't know what they're going to do. It's kind of a good thing. Well, the Royals, the worst the Royals could do now this year is lose 108 games, which I think even two weeks ago, losing less than 110 was kind of unthinkable. You thought it would be 10 wins and 11 games to. Yeah. yeah, Now they're just, (laughs) Now they're just like very bad. They were historically bad. Now they're just yeah. very, very bad. And you know they're um, six games over the A's now. Even the A's have kind of crept back a little better, though they've faded a little bit lately. Um, the Royals are threatening. Actually, they're only three games behind the Rockies now, so maybe they're. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're comfortably in the top in one, the top three draft slots. So uh, yeah. they'd be still have the best shot at getting number one draft pick so i it's you hope i don't know who the number one pick is going to be but you hope if they get that number one pick well maybe you know two three years they might be okay but who knows yeah. no you know you don't think so but maybe just by the time they get spoiler alert the mike they're going to get the third pick that's just what's going to happen <laughs> yeah i don't, and, I don't and even know why they're doing this they're they're not gonna they're not gonna win the lottery i don't and the top two are gonna be like can't miss prospects generation yeah, the third guy power. they're gonna pick like a high school kid who's you know lived inside of a bubble his entire life, but he looks really good at you know MLB 2K17 or something, and not yeah, even a was... current baseball like you know video game. Yeah, yeah, be... that's what they're going to end up drafting. Yeah. It'll be Bryce Harper type of guy at number one, and then like no, wow. name a shot out number two, and then and then it's like uh, you know somebody else picks number five, six, seven, they they hit it out of the park. But the Royals at number three will 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 miss it. Um, I don't want to talk too much. Even though the Royals are doing well, I don't know if I want to talk too much more about the Royals. Do we just look forward? Do we just look forward to maybe we'll have a season? I guess we can have a season dissection after uh, you know, next week's up during next week's episode because the season should be over. I think the Royals have five more games left, four more games left. Um, yeah, they, uh, it, it, the season ends. The regular more. season ends on the week after the end of the weekend. Yeah, so. 
we'll have yeah hopefully a season wrap up and playoff preview next week probably yeah playoff preview yeah and we'll know who the playoff teams are yeah and, yeah it's it's starting to shape up but there's still some wiggle room particularly in the american league and i guess there's is some in the national league too uh with the with that last wild card spot it seems like the um marlins uh, and the Cubs and the Reds are all kind of fighting. Along with Diamondbacks, I guess, are kind of all fighting for the bottom, the last two spots. But um, in the yeah, there's about yeah, five teams that are still in there. It's similar in the AL, but it's not. It I guess there's probably one. It's mostly just the West. You yeah. don't know anything under the West. There's no no one has officially claimed a spot from the West yet. But. Yeah, we don't know the West. Yeah, and like the Blue Jays, unless they lose all their games, are 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 going to be in it. Um, yeah, and- I think Seattle would have to win all of their games, and Toronto would have to lose almost all their games just for it to be, yeah, tied. So. Yes, and they just, I'm sure that some of those teams play each other too, maybe at the end. Um, uh, I think Houston and Seattle are playing each other right now. So you want to move on to the NFL? Okay. Well, I think that's enough to talk about the Royals, even though they're doing better. But I think we should move on to our week four NFL uh, preview, including our, you know, locks of the week or our shoe-ins of the week. I don't know. Uh, can't, or can't misses of, of, of the week. Maybe we, we, we can develop those uh, terms uh, proprietarily uh, as we come in. So yeah. for our many, for our, for our legions of viewers, uh, you know, We'll we'll really take Vegas down with with these uh, uh, hot picks, uh, and you don't even have to pay any money for these picks. Uh, you don't have to call not, any not uh, one, one any one nine hundred number that charges by the minute and speaks very. When when our very, when our odds get into like we're we're right on these like ninety percent of the time, then then it goes behind a paywall for sure. Don't you think? Yeah, we'll have we'll have so many paywalls and levels. We'll have a, a, <laughs> a plus, and then a gold, and then a platinum diamond. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know what else. We'll tie it in, you know, vanadium or some sort of uh, <laughs> rare only space uh, element. Yeah. The U, the UU series of the elemental. Yeah. Periodic table. Technetium. Uh, Technish- is it technetium or technetium? Which of you, uh, which do you say? I think, uh, I think te- technetium. I think is what. Yeah. Okay, the one that the the main the only the the number element number forty three, I believe, on the periodic table that was not discovered on Earth, but was only made in a lab, theorized um, and then created. Yes. Yeah. Number forty three. There, there have been a lot. There are a lot of the yeah really high numbered. Yeah, I don't like those. They only last like a billionth of a second. Like, what is that? That's lame. Oh, it's the the nuclei fuse briefly yeah. before they you know violently break apart and possibly rip a hole in space time you know like, yeah destroy the universe you know, yeah yeah that's just a possibility it's unlikely though Mike yeah did you see did you see Oppenheimer I did yeah it was it was good 
I thought it was really, really good. It was. Yeah, it was, I, I enjoyed uh, it a lot. I, I I thought it was amazing. I think it it, it might win the uh, best picture. I think it, it was. Yeah. Uh, outstanding. I I thought it was. I thought it'd be. I don't know. I didn't know a whole lot about Oppenheimer's life. Yeah. Opinion. Uh, I was not. Uh, I did not read his biography that it was based on. I, uh, yeah. I had kind of read a few things about him before, but like, but it was it was really good. I I thought it was. Um, especially since not a whole lot happened really, but it was it was really interesting. Like, you yeah. know, the, the bomb, of course, going off was a, was a cool thing, and you kind of you know knew what happened, but like the behind the scenes stuff. I thought I thought like the. the you know the Senate, the kind of intrigue with the the Senate subcommittee and the yeah, um, uh, and the Commerce Secretary that uh, ran afoul of Oppenheimer and and that was all like the sort of long uh, simmering revenge that he had plotted that was came did not come to quite not quite come to fruition and led to his own demise. I thought yeah that was yeah. I thought that was a really it was a really good movie. I'd watch it again. Um, did you it see it in long. the theater then? Or did you see it? I saw it in the theater, yeah. Yeah, yeah I saw it in the theater. With my uh, chemistry professor. Oh, friend. yeah. Uh, one of my chemistry. I have two chemistry professor friends here in uh, yes. Dr. Merle. Uh, this was with Dr. Gerald Simon, the uh, uh, physical. He's a physical chemist. He does it with lasers. Um, but anyway. Nice. Yeah. I guess they're physicists rather than chemists, but still, yeah, they kind of intersect. It's got atoms. More, It's different from what you uh do as a as a biochemist right yeah i'm more concerned with uh protein function and it's my academic pursuit anyway was was on that side rather than you know what this movie was about anyway but, yeah but it was it did, it did draw me to the theater it was the first movie i'd seen in the theater since before the pandemic even so oh really okay yeah i hadn't i hadn't seen i think the the most recent star wars movie was the last movie i saw in the theater oh wow okay the yeah, so. I saw. I was disappointed with that Star Wars movie, but uh, I thought yeah. the I, I thought the Last Jedi was good, and it was kind of going in a direction. And then decided those because certain fanboys didn't like it. Where let's completely reverse and erase that, and we'll just uh, say, oh, it's because uh, they're from f famous families. It's all about bloodlines rather than about some sort of democratic use of uh, the Force or something. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, I, I'd seen a few. I'd seen some with uh, my daughter. Marie yeah. had seen the kids' movies, and I had seen um, some other ones. Uh, I actually saw a movie tonight, earlier tonight. Uh, I went to see uh, A Haunting in Venice, the most recent of the Kenneth Branagh, Hercule Poirot uh, movies uh, with Tina Fey in this one. It was pretty good. It's really yes. good. I recommend it. So if you get a chance to go see it, go see it. Nice. Uh, uh, but anyway, uh, you, uh, another thing that you should, uh, this also should be in theaters, is our uh, wonderful uh, NFL uh, picks of the week in our in our next week's preview. Um, so we to kind of fill fill in more recent viewers. We make three picks on air uh, each week that we think are our most we are most confident in. These are our so-called locks or shoe ins or can't misses of the week. And then uh, as well off the air, we we we, we make. Uh, bets on every game we see uh, three times. We make it. We make a uh, so in in weeks like this, there are sixteen games being played because all thirty two teams are in action. We mm -hmm. make uh, picks on the spread, the uh, point spread, the potential uh, how many points uh, a team will win or lose by. Uh, we make picks on the over under, which is the 
uh, total number of points scored will be over or under this total number. And then also on the so-called money line, meaning we make a bet uh, on simply which team we think will win the game. It doesn't really matter the score. And, and uh, uh, if you pick an underdog, you will receive more money than if you pick a favorite. Uh, and so far, we've done. You, Dr. Scaff has done very well uh, total, and he's and he's uh, made quite a bit of money. So he should perhaps be considered becoming a professional gambler, giving up his scientific pursuits and stop trying to uh, heal the world and uh, help people live healthier uh, with his uh, marvelous um, enzyme-rich uh, uh, protein uh, drinks that I also will uh, <laughs> uh, uh, vouch for. But, um, yeah, you should leave all that behind it and just become a green visored uh, denizen of the Vegas uh, smoky, yeah. The smokiest yeah, casino sports book I can find. Yes, yes. Something, uh, something hopefully where people will be referred to as lady friends. Uh, you need, a, <laughs> you need a, a sports book as smoky as a 1960s or 70s bowling alley with, with similar clientele, I think, would yeah. be the best uh, maybe the waitresses would also be kind of referred to as lady friends um of the of the uh of of of, of the frequent of the frequenters of uh said source said sports book but um so what, what without without any further uh uh ado maybe we should get to our get to our bets um we'll let that, since dr scaff is is leading he is six three so he's plus three hundred dollars. I am minus one hundred dollars so far on the year. Um, uh, in, in on, coming on off my first ever three and a week too. You know, week on these on-air bets, we are not taking into account the extra little uh, juice uh, money that is placed uh, that ensures that the uh, sportsbook basically make, make money whether they win or lose uh, on these bets. Usually, it's about ten percent. Uh, but we have. we do take that into account for the. The mega bet, the uh, for the full um, betting scheme that we're we're working up, yes. Because we need we we really need to know whether we should quit our jobs uh, and become uh, Vegas, uh, you know, sportsbook lounge, yeah, uh, you know, uh, sitters. I don't know what I was trying to think of something, but lounge lizard, I guess is that is yeah. that the term? I think that's yeah. the term, yeah. The lizard, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Well, how about your first pick, Dr. Scaff? First pick uh, is maybe questionable, but I like how uh, Miami's been playing recently. Uh, they've got a game uh, this week at home against Buffalo. Miami's actually the underdog in this game, uh, but I'm taking Miami plus two and a half versus Buffalo. I don't think Buffalo is quite playing as well as they may actually be. But uh, I don't think they're quite at Miami's level right now. It's, it's at Buffalo. The game's at Buffalo. Oh, it is uh, at Miami. Buffalo. Maybe at Buffalo. At this time of year, it doesn't really matter too much because it's not going to be a you know, sub-zero type of game. This is probably the best time it of the year. Buffalo. Well, I wrote that down. It's at Buffalo, yeah. So that's why, that's why, that's why I think... At Miami, but uh, Buffalo would probably be a slight underdog. But yeah, um, it's right at uh, just just at the three point, you know. Okay. Yeah, so so this plus is two and a half. Miami plus two and a half. Yeah, you could say even with uh, Skylar Thompson as quarterback last year in the playoffs, uh, 
Miami gave Buffalo a good run for their money. And now with a healthy um, Tua Tagovailoa, you know, I think that could be. Yeah, but it also could. You also might think, well, maybe this is where, um, you know, Buffalo's a proven kind of contender year in year out at this point. Maybe Miami ends up being sort of like Dallas, and uh, they maybe the you know we we take a little you know air out of the sails of of Miami. But I I, I don't really have a feeling one way or the other. So I I, mm-hmm. I could see Miami with three points. You say, well, even if they keep they could they could also just barely lose and. And one or two still, points they'd still have to give there. Right. So, yeah. So maybe, yeah, if you think they're re- relatively evenly matched uh, at home, uh, you have Miami with the points is still, I think, a decent bet. Um, you know, again, the idea is if Tua stays healthy, that's the thing. Yeah, as long as Tua stays healthy, I think Miami is a good shot at beating just about anybody uh, in the league, uh, especially the way they're uh, playing right now. Um, my first bet uh, is a, a game that involves – maybe not quite as high quality of opponents. Mm. Uh, I think that one of the marquee matchups this weekend is going to be the Buffalo uh, Miami game uh, together. Those teams are five and one. Uh, the, I'm, 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 my first bet is the Rams at, at Indianapolis. The, the Saints, I mean, the, the Colts did come away with a big victory in, um, in Baltimore. The Rams come off, came off a kind of, Close loss ish loss, not not greatly played, not a well played loss necessarily in uh, Cincinnati, which isn't very far from Indianapolis. So I don't know if if uh, the Rams are staying there or if they're going back. It's almost like well, Cincinnati and Indianapolis are only you know three hour drive less yeah. than that apart. So you might as well stay out there rather than go back to uh, Los Angeles. But um, and I don't know if Richardson is going to be back or whether it's going to be Minshew. In a way, it seems like maybe Minshew is actually the better um, play uh, for short-term uh, mm. returns for uh, the Colts. Uh, but um, he's still in concussion protocol uh, right now, so maybe it was a severe concussion. I don't know. Maybe a tag of the low esque one i'm not sure it didn't it didn't look as bad as some of the ones that tua has received so i don't even know if they could tell which play it was uh yeah i guess they could they took him out they took him out of the game against the yeah. texans two ago so but still um i like the rams are are one and a half point underdogs i think the colts aren't great i think i don't think i you know they beat the they beat the they beat the Texans. They end up being the Ravens, but I'm not sure if they can win three in a row, even if it's at home. They lost their other home game to uh, Jacksonville to start out the season. And if maybe if Richardson plays, they might actually be a little worse. And I would say probably most concussions don't keep people out two weeks. They usually it's just a one week kind of thing. Uh, but who knows? So, but I like the Rams. I like the Rams last week to uh, um, keep it close against uh, Cincinnati. They ended up. That game was a was it a push? Did it turn out to be a push? They yeah. lost by three. Yeah, I think that that was the one that ended up. I, I touchdown got it to the push. Yes, that's. Cool. I thought the Rams might win that one up outright, but uh, yeah, going. Man, had, we, had, that was one we agreed on that we weren't had that early touchdown that was in bounds, not been called out of bounds. Yeah, possibly would have won that game because that would have been four more points. 
Yeah. And maybe it would have changed the whole complexion of the game. But I still like the Rams plus one and a half against Indianapolis in Indianapolis. So I think Stafford and uh, Puka Dakua and those and uh, you know Van Jefferson and, and, and those guys uh, will put up more points than they did against Cincinnati and be able to win outright. I think not just not just lose by one point, but I think they will probably. Uh, win. I guess if you're if you're going to bet uh, the Rams plus one and a half, you might as well also bet them to win the game. So that's my first bet. How about your second pick, Doctor Scaff? My second pick. Uh, I'm going to the early, early Sunday game. Uh, the international first of the NFL's inter- international series is uh, Falcons at Jaguars in Wembley Stadium in London. Uh, I don't really have a good feeling for who's going to win the game, but the over-under is relatively low, and I think these international games tend to be kind of shootouts, whether it's intentional or not, or if they're just looking to sort of maybe attract more audience from uh, the international, uh, you know, site that they're, that they're you know, playing these games in. Uh, over-under 43 in this game, and I'm expecting it to go... Over. Yeah, that's pretty low. I guess we think all the Jaguars haven't scored very many points this year, and the and the yeah. Falcons don't really have a, a high powered uh, team either. But forty three is pretty low, and I would say yeah, that's um, yeah, that's possible. I think that's very possible. I think Jackson. It's also maybe Jacksonville's second home, maybe future home. They're having trouble with their stadium right now, and possibly will will leave and. They have played by far more games in London than any other team, and they're owned by a, a British guy, if I remember correctly. So mm-hmm. they could move to Wembley. They're playing two weeks in a row in England. They're play- in London. Uh, they're playing first at Wembley this week, and then next week they're going to play at, at uh, Tottenham Hotspur's uh, new, newish, new, you know, two years old new stadium uh, as well. So um, you know, it's I think maybe this is possibly a preview of a of the london jaguars uh you know england is yes. famous for its jaguar automobiles maybe it will also have a jaguar as they say um football right. team at some point if any team moves to across the pond i think it's the jaguars because jacksonville yeah. is not a very big metro area also it's a very college football centric area and pro football is not quite as important in that particular region but um anyway i would like to see expansion uh maybe a whole division i think would work well in in europe uh that'd be easier and then maybe one another international division maybe in in other parts of north america because also now the uh um nfl is looking at games uh to be played internationally now maybe next year even in brazil have you heard this Mm. no i hadn't heard that um and some other and Spain, Brazil and Spain, I think are the, are the next two countries. And France, I think, are the countries where they're looking to play international games now. So, you know, maybe there could be. Uh, and, and a team in Brazil, the the time zones are a little. Uh, it would be, you know, it's it's kind of a mid Atlantic kind of time zone. So it's probably kind of almost halfway, or closer to halfway between New York and London, which are about five hours apart usually, six hours sometimes. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, a team in Sao Paulo or a team in Rio, if they, if that could happen, I don't know. That seems like it's pretty far fetched at this point, but who knows? Yeah. Um, 
would be like having a team of Bermuda, I suppose, in terms yeah. of time, time zones. Um, but I am um, my second bet is is on a much more domestic matchup matchup probably perhaps the most domestic thinking of beer and uh things like that this is detroit at green bay it's on thursday it's on a thursday night it's a thursday night game uh which are those are notoriously wacky because teams don't have very much time to prepare teams um you know sometimes the defenses aren't ready sometimes the offenses look terrible but uh it's detroit at green bay um and detroit is favored on the road against the packers by one and a half points I think Detroit's a pretty decent team. They beat the Chiefs, although you could say, well, you know, that was a fluke, but I still don't think Green Bay is very good. They ended up beating New Orleans, but that was because uh, Derek Carr ended up getting hurt, and they only scored points at the very, very end. Mm -hmm. Had Carr been on the team, you know, he got hurt, like, in the beginning of the third quarter, I think. So, like, he played almost a second, you know, I guess Jameis Winston is a big step back uh, from uh, Derek Carr, at least in his opening uh, game. Uh, It seems like Winston will also play next week it seems like maybe car separated his shoulder or something like mm-hmm. that but um but yeah i like detroit i think i still don't know if jordan loves the answer and i still don't really like uh the way the packers are, are built and set up i don't think they're really a modern team offensively and they rely on the run too much and on defense too much even though i would say they're Right now, the running game isn't isn't as good as it has been in the past, and their defense might not be as good as it has been in the past. And also, their quarterback's not quite as good as it was uh, in recent years too. So, I, so I think if this is Detroit's Detroit also beat, you might remember they beat uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in Lambeau at the end of the season last year. Uh, so, you think they could probably do it again? They aren't afraid of the Lambeau mystique, although maybe you could say the Packers will be out for revenge. But I still like the I still like Detroit uh, minus one and a half. Um, I think they're going to win, so might as well take one and a half as well. So that's my second bet. And I think we're both going sort of uncharacteristically into the same game for our third picks. Is that is that correct? Yeah, we ended up going to the same game last week, and we were both right uh, on yes. our on our picks. We picked the chart, the Chargers Vikings. Yep. You took the over. I took the over under. You took the spread. We're doing the same this week. You're taking the spread. I'm taking the over under. And uh, what game are we picking? Uh, this the uh, Kansas City at New York Jets game. On and that is the. Is that the Sunday night game? It was the Sunday night game. It was thought. Well, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. The Jets are you know trying to compete for a Super Bowl along with the Chiefs, and it's going to be a big, 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 big game. But now it's uh, Zach Wilson. And the floundering New York Jets. Struggling to score points. Not looking very good on offense. Defense looks all pretty good. But that was against not so great offenses. Yeah, they, they only allowed 15 points to the Patriots. Although the Patriots seemed like they dominated most of that game. And they did beat the Bills in week one at uh, MetLife Stadium. Mm-hmm. I almost said the Meadowlands, uh, which is... <laughs> Yes, shows, shows my age. I think it's been MetLife the last fifteen years, almost probably. But uh, it's in that basic area. It's still in the Meadowlands, I believe. Um, yeah, East Rutherford, New Jersey. East Rutherford, New Jersey. The New Jersey Jets, the New Jersey Giants. Yes, and uh, so uh, the Chiefs are favored by nine and a half points. Who do you like uh, in that game? 
I'm I'm uh, taking the Chiefs minus nine and a half. If they they handle the Bears, I don't know what the Jets are really all that different than the Bears at this point. Yeah, I don't know. You think maybe they have a better I'm defense? Not sure. Yeah, but you might think they have a less um, intimidating quarterback because well, Wilson is probably just as bad a passer as Justin Fields, but not the threat as a runner uh, Justin Fields is. So you mm. know, maybe the backfield with uh, Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook is better. Mm-hmm. But the receiving core, maybe about equal. Maybe Garrett Wilson's a little better than um, uh, DJ Moore and, and uh, um, Deontay Johnson and stuff. But mm-hmm. not Deontay Johnson. Uh, Chase Claypool, the other Pittsburgh uh, Steelers who was traded. Uh, yeah. you know, Chase Claypool and uh, Darnell Mooney. Yeah, there's the idea in, in, in Cole Clement. Is I think I think you think the the maybe the weapons are almost equal. Maybe the receivers and the running backs are a little bit higher on the Jets, but they still don't score any points, so it doesn't really matter what uh, you know. Nicole Hardman uh, might want his revenge, but it seems like he's barely even seen the field in yeah. their first uh, three games. Do you know if um, what what Hardman, the former Chief, has has done in not, New York? Not much, from what I've read, at least I, anyway, but. Yeah, I think he's been kind of, he, you know, he feels like maybe he's been sold a bill, bill of goods because now he, he thought he was going to play for Aaron, with Aaron Rodgers yeah. and be maybe a starter or at least a high-level uh, contributor uh, on the part of the Jets. But he has basically been, you know, anonymous, let's see, in, in terms of receiving. Uh, Nicole Hardman has played three games. He has one reception on one target for six yards. Wow, that's so, not a whole lot of uh, participation. No, so not so, not so great uh, for uh, the the former second round draft pick by the Chiefs. So he signed a pretty big contract too, and and yeah, he's he's basically been invisible. So yeah. you like the you like the Chiefs to win uh, by. Uh, by 10 plus uh i there's the over under which i saw was we in both of us i think you were almost ready to take this uh bet uh as much as i was uh, yep. was that the over under was only 42 and a half which is very very low for a chiefs game mm-hmm. and well considering uh, the chiefs scored 41 points themselves in the previous week yeah and that was with mahomes not playing um, quarter and a half, two fifths of the game. Yeah, he, yeah. Probably, he maybe he maybe played sixty percent of that game, uh, and and it seems like also the Chiefs may have points taken off the board. They could have been forty five pretty easily, and yeah. that would have been um, over by themselves. And I think you might think, well, the Jets' defense is a little better, but I don't I don't really know the whole with the whole game of Mahomes, and you know I think you know maybe the Jets score fourteen. Uh, that means that the Chiefs only have to score uh, 29 to make it over. So I think I think this is another 30-plus point game uh, for the Chiefs. I think this is another game where they're trying to fine-tune their offense before the meat of uh, the schedule. And you know the you know the Chiefs have a fairly easy go of it for a little while. Uh, you know, they play at the Jets. Maybe they're at Minnesota. Minnesota has been struggling. Home mm-hmm. against the Broncos. Home against the Chargers at the Broncos. And then week nine is against the Dolphins. And that seems to be 
uh, a big matchup. That's the Eagles the next week. So like those are the you know week nine and ten are, are really where the yeah. uh, schedule I think really really gets hard. In the, the Miami because... games uh, on the road, a very long distance game in in Frankfurt. In Frankfurt. Yes. Deutschland, yes, in Germany, and the Chiefs have played haven't played overseas for a few years now. I remember when they they played the Lions in London several years ago. They played overseas since. Hmm. Did they they did not play in Germany? No, there was a there was a Germany game last year, but it wasn't the Chiefs. That was Tampa and somebody. Were they were? Uh, if you remember watching that game. The, like during uh, halftime or during the two minute, one of one, it's one of the timeouts where the entire German stadium apparently knew all of the words to uh, John Denver's "Country Roads Take Me Home." Do you remember, right. do you remember that? Where they all <laughs> sang it, which I was incredibly surprising. How did they know that song? As yeah, as being, you know, it's, I guess it's a song they sing at, um, you know, West Virginia football games, and Baltimore yeah. Orioles also have that as their seventh inning stretch song, but. Yeah, I guess it's a thing in German stadiums. Um, I don't really know what they all they knew. Uh, uh, they all knew "Country Roads Take Me Home" by uh, John Denver, and since the German fans are very enthusiastic, I think there'll be big Chiefs fans there because um, the Chiefs are one of the teams that is specially marketed in uh, Germany. Um, so, and Austria and Switzerland, they, they're in the entire. German-speaking uh, uh, European world uh, and Mexico. Those, those are their markets, I think, outside hmm. of the United States that they've been uh, are able to like directly market uh, their fans. Anyway, but that's that's a long that's a long time we have. They're playing the Jets right now. We thought they might be a good team, but the Jets are actually in shambles because they don't have um, Aaron Rodgers and the quarterback they brought in to replace. Hmm. Uh, as their backup, as their as their second quarterback, doesn't seem like he's going to provide a whole lot of help. And as Trevor Simeon, do you think Simeon? Well, he's not going to play this week, but do you think Simeon is as a chance to replace Wilson as the season goes on? And if he does replace Wilson, are they going to be any better? No. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I did. I did yeah. think where you were going with that was you thought they were going to say that that they're struggling because they. Don't have Aaron Rodgers, and they do have Nathaniel Hackett. That's, that's I thought <laughs> well, that you were going to say. I wanted to go one week without uh, making fun of Nathaniel <laughs> Hackett, but, but um, it, it it came up again. He is, I think, out of his depth, and it seems like, given I think this idea that the you know the Jets were looking for a quarterback, and uh, according to news reports that I saw, uh, both Matt Ryan and also Carson Wentz reached out. Or their people reached out to the Jets, and you think, well, that might be a good pickup. One of the, you know, Matt Ryan uh, was a good starter, you know, a few years ago. He won the MVP a few years ago. He still yep. maybe has a little bit of juice left. He was maybe unfairly demoted in Indianapolis during their mm. awful season last year. And then Carson Wentz is also fairly young still, and he's a former very high round pick. He's played at a very high level at games these last couple of years, not so great, but he's still kind of and at least a mediocre starter, maybe. And that's probably as good as you have in Wilson. I think it's better than what you would get with Simeon. But well, he, he led a team to the playoffs. And, and in theory, it could be the same scenario because there's like a very slim chance that Rodgers comes back for the playoffs in theory. Oh, in theory is there? 
they've they've that's what Rogers has said, but maybe he has a shaman the, that the likelihood will, is not very good. I don't know. His... I happen to see like a little clip of him uh talking on what is the Pat McAfee show or something. Oh uh, yeah, he's always in the Pat McAfee. So he was like that. literally like laying and you could see like a pillow behind him he was like laying in bed like doing a tv <laughs> show i was like that's pretty hilarious well he probably thinks he can be he can do better than zach wilson even on one leg yeah. and joe even joe namath was was out there uh you know saying the wilson experiment should be over we should get somebody else but yeah you know, they don't really have anybody else so Right. Well, now they have Trevor Simeon, so it's all fixed. Trevor Simeon, maybe, but not for a week or two, probably, because he's got to get acclimated at least a little bit. You can't. You probably won't throw him in this week, I would guess. Right? Well, maybe the question is, do you think he'll show up? Yeah. <laughs> there have been problems. Matt Corral had an issue in New England and hasn't shown so. So we have the um, possible return of Bailey Zappi. Especially, we didn't talk about this. Was this was um, when um, Mac Jones? had an issue last week uh, with Sauce Gardner of the Jets. Uh, supposedly he uh, punched or grabbed Sauce Gardner in the groin area and maybe Mac might be suspended. And if so, does that mean that Bailey Zappi comes in and runs the show? Mac Jones hasn't been too bad this year in terms of the stats. He's actually, his stats are comparable to Jalen Hurts' stats this year. I saw, I st- uh, we saw statistics on that. So, yeah. But, yeah, I. But anyway, back to the Jets. Yeah, I, I. I don't. I think the Chiefs win comfortably. I hope they win comfortably. I was. It was a pleasant surprise that that Bears game because usually the Chiefs games, even if they're supposed to win big, they don't always mm-hmm. win big. And there haven't been a lot of very comfortable games. The only uncomfortable moment was maybe early on when they didn't score on the first drive, and then when Mahomes got um, hit in the ankle. But let's hope the Chiefs avoid problems in uh, East Rutherford Sunday night. And we also maybe hope that uh, Chris Collinsworth does not just call out every time that Jawan Taylor lines up maybe an inch off where he is and, and make it the uh, the scandal of the century, which leads to every penalty being called on Taylor when it's not called on anybody else. Uh, yeah. But we'll just rename the the uh illegal procedure or legal formation legal formation the juan taylor penalty they'll just, re- they'll just refer to it league-wide as <laughs> that yes yeah but he's been very good pass blocking his, his rates yeah. have been very like, like mahomes has been really um uh almost untouched a lot of the time he's been mm-hmm. out uh donovan smith also got dinged up in the She's giving, and so did the backup uh, uh, Prince Tega Wano. Uh, so maybe they'll maybe the line's a little bit iffy, but um, but I think probably by the end of this week, hopefully that'll shake out too. So, but I still we we both like the Chiefs, and we like the like the over. Uh, you've got the Chiefs plus, I mean minus nine and a half. I've got the over forty two and a half. Um, any other games that we want to talk about next week, or do we want to just leave our analysis? Until well, I think the the big games that we need to at least mention are the Broncos, Bears, <laughs> and the Vikings, Panthers. The battles of the O and threes. Battles of the O and three. But, that, but that's where, like, I think you and I will be maybe separated on in our, uh, uh, you know, our our our, our large uh, spreadsheet that we're we're doing with all of the games. 
because uh, I don't know that either of us have a real good, you know, look at or take on what you, any of these teams are doing or how they're, you know, doing anything at this point. Because... I don't. Yeah, the, right now the Broncos are favored by three and a half in Chicago, which yeah, I like to say do I'll take the Bears and the points at home, uh, but I don't really have a great feel. That I'll see maybe where the line settles. Broncos lost by fifty points, but they probably don't want that to happen again. So yeah, they may be going in Chicago. You know, yeah. uh, and Chicago. the Vikings at the Panthers. Minnesota's favored by three and a half as well on the road. I think that Minnesota's. I I, I would I would I would probably take Minnesota because I don't think um, Carolina's very good. So, yeah. but uh, that's my lean. I guess I would take the home team with the Bears getting some points, and I would take the Vikings because I think they've just been kind of unlucky, but they still are. I think they still have a chance to make the playoffs um, if they, you know, win a couple games in a row. Although uh, next week they play the Chiefs at home. So if they win this game, maybe the Chiefs, you know, the Chiefs blow uh, the Jets out. Maybe this is sort of would be sort of a trap game, but without Rogers, I, the idea is maybe, maybe they're going to look forward. Maybe they're looking ahead to Minnesota and not paying attention to uh, the Jets, but, yeah, those yeah, there are some bad games on the on the slate uh Raiders next week. Chargers yeah. look that great. Steelers, Texans, uh Patriots Cowboys look somewhat interesting, I think. Yeah. Zapped out. Um I would think it was hilarious that the Patriots won that game. I'm it's Dallas minus seven, and I almost just want to pick against Dallas because I hate Dallas. But I also that would also mean picking Matt Je- Mac Jones. So I I'm I'm torn there. Yep. And uh, it's also that maybe there's the card. I think another interesting game is the Cardinals fresh off their win against um, Dallas are at the 49ers and the 49ers are favored by 14. That's a really, really, really big number. Yeah. And, and that is one of those things. Well, you think, well, the, we think probably still, the, I, I would say the 49ers win, but are they going to win by two touchdowns? That's a, that's a lot of points in the, uh, yeah. in the NFL. Stuff to think about for next week. Yeah. Any other do you have any other comments or excitement uh, to convey about week mm. four NFL action, or should we save save all of that until after the games have been played, after all the scores have been tallied, and after our bets have been counted, and we can be, we'll, we'll we'll do that again? Uh, Are you next. expecting any huge upsets like there were this week? Maybe that's the question that I would ask you. Huge upsets. I guess the reason that they're huge upsets is because nobody's expecting them. Yeah. Um, so I could see. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the big spread games are the, the big spread. I, I I could see uh, the 49ers lose to the Cardinals because they did lose. Like they beat the Cowboys, and you know Brock Purdy's got to lose sometime, and you know or maybe uh, he gets you know hurt because the 49ers are historically known for their quarterback injuries and they've been very healthy. So far. And, and all their players are getting injured. McCaffrey gets hurt all the time. Yeah. Uh, Nick Bosa gets hurt all the time. You know, most of their play, you know, Debo Samuel gets hurt all the time. You know, all their players get hurt all the time. So yeah, I, it's, it's right now they're really riding on a high, but yeah, I don't, maybe, I maybe don't the know. game that I think you and I would probably both enjoy seeing the upset the most though. Commanders over the Eagles. Is that are you willing to I call would, that one now? That it's definitely going to be a Commanders victory, Mike. Or are you going to call it? Well, last year you might remember the Commanders did win in Philadelphia. Yeah, uh, that was the Eagles' first loss of the season. 
on Monday night or Sunday night. I think it was Monday, Monday night football. And so Sunday night football. Well, it was, it was a night, it was a primetime evening game in, at Lincoln Financial Field. But uh, they're favored by, the Eagles are only favored by eight. Yeah. And, the, and, the, and the commanders have won two and they're two and one. So I don't think yeah. so because I think, I think last year they had a better, I think they had better quarterback play than they did this year because Howell was not, they had, um, uh, they it was I, I think Wentz wasn't uh, still the quarterback. I think it was Taylor Heineke at that point, and Heineke I think is a plucky kind of uh, guy who can eke out close victories. And I'm not sure if Howell is at that point yet. No. So I won't. Not, I would. You're not I, I would be happy if the Eagles lost. Yeah. But I'm not predicting that. Yeah. I, I would also be happy if the Titans beat the Bengals. I think that would be interesting because I think the Bengals are very good, but they still haven't figured things out. And if, if the Bengals lose, maybe this means, well, the Bengals might start putting Burrow on the shelf, getting ready for next year, and maybe sing this season's a loss because we need to get Burrow some rest at some point because his calf is not healing well. But that's... I think those are my dreams, I guess. <laughs> right. I, yeah. Other than, so, but uh, my other dream is to uh, wrap up this episode because we've we've gone on uh, much longer than our, our our. We always go on longer. It seems like, or very often, go on longer than our yeah. one hour, as we advertise here on the Warren Trip Power Hour. This is why our hours are so powerful uh, because yes. they often last two hours or even more. Uh, depending on on what the uh, week is, but uh, we're, we'll we'll, mer- we'll we'll mercifully bring an end uh, to this episode. And uh, as always, I'm Dr. Michael Werman. He is Dr. Andrew Scaff. We are the Warning Track Power Hour. Please like and or subscribe to our uh, uh, to our uh, YouTube channel or our podcast. It's available on many. Uh, different podcast delivery systems and you will be able to find this week's episode plus many many previous episodes of equally uh, entertaining uh, back and forth between uh, Dr. Andrew Scaff and me Dr. Michael Warman but I I like to mention that our name we mentioned our names a couple more times but I think um, we shouldn't talk. We should. We should. We should. We should end uh, all of this foolish talk and regroup, uh, decamp until next week. And until then, we will bid you a good day.